Ahoy, my hearties! Welcome back to the Talk Until the Joy is Gone podcast. I am your your steadfast, loyal captain of this shuddering wreck of a ship, uh, Rooney. And over there, lying in the bilge with the rats and scurvy... He's your remedial first mate, Steve. <laughs> remedial first mate. You should put that on your LinkedIn page. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the remedial first mate of the uh, two-bit podcast, talking until the joy is gone. Yeah. That's definitely something that needs to be on your LinkedIn. (laughs) I'd put it on there if I actually had a LinkedIn. Um, It's 2020. Everyone that's got a job has got a LinkedIn. Nobody uses it, but everyone's got one. I think they just get created by like LinkedIn fairies or something. There's just, oh, you've got your first job. I'll go and make you a LinkedIn page. Well, I think we have one. Such a term. We. Yeah, I think the podcast has one. How? I know. Um, because I set it up by mistake. Oh, by <laughs> mistake, yeah. Just well, like no, every no, other right. platform, yeah. we uh, we decided that we had to have a presence on, and no one still, no one gives a fuck. Oh no, no, they were they were they were done on purpose. I. <laughs> it's because I bought uh, decals for my car for okay. the Essex Ghostbusters, um, and I've got like the Essex Ghostbusters branding, and then underneath. It was a, a set of four, basically, on a single decal of, like, the right. four social media. So you had Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn, because it's intended for small businesses. Um, and I just stuck them on the back there and didn't really think about it until I'd already done it. I took a picture to show the rest of the team, and I was like, oh, shit, wait, that's a LinkedIn one. Bugger. And I couldn't just take it off because it's in, like, a square pattern. That was the four logos. So I was like, shit, right, guys, looks like I need to set up a LinkedIn and then, like, a few days later, when I was at work, I was like, oh, I'll go and do that. Because I got an email, like, someone had contacted me through LinkedIn or something. Someone saying, hey, come and work for us. And I'm like, no, because I don't do what it is you're asking me to do. Um, the, the usual bullshit messages you get on LinkedIn. Um, and I was like, oh, crap, yeah, I need to create a LinkedIn. So I went on there. And because I just come straight from doing, I think I was doing artwork or something for the podcast, I went straight yeah. onto LinkedIn. And set up the podcast on there on LinkedIn. And then I went to to like send it and I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't seem right. And then my brain actually like kicked in and went, Yeah. You're supposed to do that for the Essex GB, not things. So I was like, ah, for fuck's sake. So yeah, I still don't think I've done an Essex GB one actually. <laughs> yeah, the the real question is, has anybody tried to hire us yet to like, you know, <laughs> present something or... no. no. Uh, last time I checked, I think there'd been about fifteen people who'd viewed the, uh, the the LinkedIn page, but nobody had. We, we haven't got any content on there. I think I, there's one link to like episode one, um, and that's it. Oh no, so we got to start linking. To like, in future, we got to start linking to like the Wonder Woman episode because I think that that's the peak so far. Not linking to the first episode because Jesus, we had no clue what we were doing. Then. <laughs> I've had a real life mystery this week though. Yeah. Real life mystery I've been trying to figure out. So like Tuesday night, I got this just random text message from Royal Mail saying, your order from Zhangzhou in China has come <laughs> through. Um, what's what they called it? What is it when you go to the airport and you have to go in and say nothing to declare? Customs. Customs, yes. Yeah, come yeah. through customs. 
and uh, it'll be they'll be delivering it to you soon. And I was like, what the fuck? I have not ordered anything from China in my life. What <laughs> the hell is this? So like the next day I come home on, on my lunch break from work and I got one of them little like red Royal Mail things that says we tried to deliver it, but we couldn't get it through. So I was like, oh, Christ. So long story short, like I went to try and find out what it was. They were shot. So I had to go back the next day. I eventually got it. It's a pair of Ray-Bans that I did not order. <laughs> and they're from China. So you know they're not real. I mean, they look good and I will wear them. But I didn't order them. They're fake wow. Ray-Bans. I did not order them. The worrying thing is, whoever did order them knows my name, my address, my phone number. How? Yeah, yeah that's... Um... I'm just like... Oh. You know, like like the Ray Ban fairy has just decided to send me fake Ray Bans. <laughs> the fake Ray Ban fairy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a mystery. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to try and like crack to the bottom of it, find out where they come from, because otherwise, I gotta start like you know changing my address and my phone number and my name <laughs> because someone out there knows all my information. Yeah, maybe it's like an, an overly overly enthusiastic fan who's just like, hey, I bought you a present. <laughs> Yeah, but I've never put my address, my phone number, or my surname out on the They're podcast. They're overly enthusiastic, and it's 2020, so they've just tracked you down. They're like, but I that... know what you need. Not a life. Not like, you know, something that's practical. A pair of fake Ray-Bans. That's what you need. <laughs> hey, fan base. Where the fuck are my fake Ray-Bans, damn it? I wear sunglasses all the time. I always need a new pair. <laughs> Don't worry. You're going to get a text from Royal Mail in a couple of days, and you're going to be like, "What the <laughs> fuck is this?" And then you're going to get you're going to get a fake dragon dildo from trying. <laughs> I I frequently get like I'll get an email or a message from like Royal Mail or fucking Hermes if if the the sender really hates me, because um, I order a lot of stuff from from China, fucking AliExpress and Wish and eBay, and I'm just like, "Yeah, oh, what the fuck?" It's like two pound fifty. I'll give it. I'll give it a punt, but the thing is, the stuff from like from Wish and and AliExpress can take up to like three months to arrive. So I'll order it one night. I'll be sat there on the app, and I'll say, like, "Yeah, I'll order that." There you go. And then I'll go to bed and completely forget about it. And oh, then I'll yeah. get like a notification: your parcel from Juan Day is uh, it's like two days. And I'm like, "The fuck is that?" Or it will turn up. It gets posted through my door, and it'll just be like those little fucking like you know the little plastic envelope things, little yeah. shipping bags. And it'll just like, it's got my name on there and it says from whatever province in China. And I'm like, ooh, what's this? <laughs> I don't it was really there, was, there was a bunch of stuff I ordered like at the start of lockdown. And obviously it was all coming from China and China was in oh, a yeah. proper lockdown for like months. So I had stuff coming through like, up until about three or four weeks ago. I had still had bits coming through that I had ordered four or five months ago. Yeah. So I'd completely forgotten about it. And I'm like, oh, hey, like some big stuff. I had a jacket come through the other day, which I'd completely forgotten I'd ordered. Um, and is it had it, just been. Is it a red leather biker jacket? No, no. <laughs> no? Oh, shame. No, 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 it's not. It's it's supposed to be a, a like almost like a. Uh, what do they call it? Not Renaissance fair. That sort of style thing. I'm not entirely sure why I bought it. I think it was late. I was possibly drunk. And I was like, man, that jacket was cool. I looked like a knight. And then it's that come through. That was my next question. Like, have you ever had the uh, the drunken Amazon order that you literally completely forget about when you sober up? 
No, because when I'm drunk, I I don't tend to go on Amazon or even on the PC because it's unless I'm playing like a game or something because it's just safer. But I do have my phone, and of course I've got the Wish app on my phone, and I'll be like, oh, "Oh, let's, man, that looks awesome. I'm buying one of them, and I buy it, and then sort of like it'll arrive two months later, and I'm like, why the fuck did I think that would be a good idea? (laughs) I've like I uh, I tend to like not go near my phone when I'm under the influence. (laughs) <laughs> it's just safer that way less dick less dick pics get sent to people that just don't want dick pics um so i need to kind of i had this whole we got this whole kind of ban the slut thing going on we have yes and i was going to come back with my full manifesto this week but um the space monkeys kind of got hold of it and <laughs> so i'm having to rethink where we're going with it so i think I'll be ready next week to launch the petition and to do everything. But um, what I will say is thank you, Stacey, for hipping us to some knowledge, for dropping some knowledge bombs on Rooney and I. Do you know the first recorded use of the word slot was in 1386 in reference to a man in Geoffrey Chaucer's The Canterbury Tales, in which he refers to the man's untidy appearance? As being mm-hmm. slutty. I mean, so, I do know that because I'm in the same chat group as you. So I, I got the same notification from uh, Space Monkey Zero. <laughs> fuck's sake. You can't, like... <laughs> Every Which time one? you start, you sound vaguely professional. I just can't undermine you. <laughs> we, but we just, like, we're trying to put on a show here. This is, this is like, entertainment. I'm trying to like build something for that for the audience, and you're just like, no, no, already, yeah. No, because yeah. that's Red what Dad. the audience tunes in for. They tune in for you doing, you do your little, your little bit of, of trying to set up something good, and me just coming in, smashing it down, and pissing all over it. That's what that's what they like. That and the pegging jokes. <laughs> I know our <laughs> audience. I've got you sussed, audience. It's all the pegging jokes. It really is. Um, <laughs> we should just call our podcast "Peg Until the Joy Is Gone" and just leave it at that. <laughs> oh, God, or choke until the joy me. is gone <laughs> whichever <laughs> one oh that's horrible so, yeah. have you ever done that like laughed while you've got while you're trying to um drink a mouthful of monster no but every <sighs> week every week on this podcast you make a joke just as i as, as i take a mouthful of coffee and uh <laughs> yes, laugh my way through it yeah <laughs> so i've been there bro um yeah so <laughs> We, I'm kind of needing to like re-examine this whole manifesto thing. I still want to ban the word slot. Well, I still want to ban its current meaning towards women. And I still want to, you know, make a caveat for them women that get turned on by being called nasty names. We can't forget them. But I kind of want to change the angle. So it's like get rid of the old meaning and reinstate this new meaning. So it'll be illegal to just to call a woman a slut except in them circumstances but it will not be illegal to call a man a slut when he looks like say you i was i was uh i was having a noodle on this uh during the week as i as i do something you actually did something i i I actually had to think about this and i was like this whole this whole campaign of yours is horrendously sexist i mean it's horrendously sexist yeah Uh, since Oh, you can't call a woman a slut, but it's fine to call a man a slut. That 
is the definition of sexism. That is not equality. That is sexism because you are favouring one over the other. No, no, because there's still that portion of women. They get wet when men call them filthy little sluts. So that's fine. So we're still calling. It's not all of one and all of the other. It's not black and white. Like there is a grey area. So it's good. But you literally just said that it's fine to call a man a slut. Yeah. Listen, men have been using that word inappropriately for fucking hundreds and thousands of years. Oh, okay. That makes it okay then. Sorry, because so some guy who, time, who died before they got I was a taste of their own fucking medicine. Because These some guy, guy used the word slut inappropriately, it's okay for me to be demeaned in such a way. You? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay for you to be demeaned in some way. We're okay, okay. demeaning it's you. Okay we have no my, podcast. It's okay for my son to be demeaned in such a way. Oh no, because by the time he, he gets old enough to know what a word's like, <laughs> it would have been it would have been switched back. This podcast would be long lost memory. Plus, there's also you know the uh, there's a very real chance that nobody's going to sign this pod uh, the podcast. Nobody's going to sign this petition or get behind your campaign oh. to ban that word. Oh, they will. They will. I'm gonna get so. I'm gonna infuriate so many women that they that they all sign it. <laughs> You're gonna infuriate so many women that they're gonna start set up a counter petition just to get you banned from like talking about feminist issues. <laughs> if you <laughs> possibly true. <laughs> Never I has more damage been done to the there, feminist but... movement than by one man on a two-bit podcast. <laughs> I could get a cease and desist letter from feminists worldwide. <laughs> like, <laughs> could you, like, we know your heart's in the right place, but you just, you're not smart enough to understand what feminism really is. Your heart's Back in the right off. place, but could you not? <laughs> just, just not. <laughs> Have you ever seen in Impractical Jokers when they've got to try and get them to, like, sign a petition or something and they walk up to them on the street and they're like, will yeah, you sign yeah. my petition? I'm thinking I might just run up to women in the street and scream, SLUT! You don't like it? Sign this. <laughs> Please do that. But let us know in advance so that we can do a live stream episode of this podcast where you get beaten up by lots of women in the street. Yeah, bring it on. I think I'd and I and or I'd arrested. <laughs> you probably would. Can I wear my git mask? That is the, that's the question. I mean, you're trying to get people to sign the the petition. You're not actually trying to get your rocks off. So no. Two birds, one stone? What's wrong with that? Two birds, one stone? Uh, Triggered? Feminism? You can't refer to them as birds? I can't think of... (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Right, moving on. Moving Um, on. Have you done any preparation for your big interview you got next week? Like, at Um, all? Have you given it any thought? Yeah, I've I've been what I've been doing is I've been systematically phasing the word slag out of my um out of my vocabulary so that I don't inadvertently drop it. Like <laughs> while I'm talking to them and they, they they say, Oh, good morning, Rudy, welcome to the podcast. And I go, Morning, you slags. Because I figured that probably wouldn't go down well. So I've been I've been trying to phase that out of my lexicon. Uh, because yeah, it's twenty twenty and all that, and I figure I, sh- I should probably retire that word anyway. Oh fuck my life. If we ban the word slot, yeah. If we also need to ban the word slag, I've completely forgotten about the word slag. I don't think slag is talking. How often do you use the word slag in your day to day life? But, um, not often enough. 
Uh, I really should lose it more because that was really, as I say, what just saying, you schlag was very satisfying. (laughs) In fact, I think Amy probably uses it more than me because I'm fairly certain she's called me a slag in the last month. (laughs) Yeah, but she's allowed to. She has to put up with your chatterbait channel. (laughs) Put up with it. She's the fucking moderator. She's, she's my mum right now. She sees it. She manages that shit. <laughs> like, who do you think pays for all these takeaways? Ain't my fucking job, mate. It's my chatterbait. <laughs> your chatterbait pays for all your all your wish deliveries from China. <laughs> um, Where else okay, can I get so... a sport that also doubles up as a dildo? I mean, come on. <laughs> Don't put that in the wrong way. <laughs> if you're brave uh, enough. There is no wrong way. <laughs> Can you please stop drinking Monster? Because I'm finding it really hard to focus. I've had, um, I've had my, you know, my giant mug that I've got, the yeah. massive, huge, like pipe and a half one. I've already had one of those. Uh, it was a double bag tea, uh, a double tea bag brew up this morning, and now I've got the the Monster on top of it. I'm hoping the caffeine will dull the pain in my shoulder, and I'll just be. Yeah, I'll get to the end of this episode and just collapse and I won't be able to move until Monday morning, but <laughs> I'll make um, it to the episode. <laughs> I can't hear the word teabag. I'm trying to figure out a way to do this without throwing the person under the bus. I can't. Do you remember that party we went to where someone fell asleep on the sofa and people piled stuff on them? Yes, yes, I remember yeah. as well. Cause it was my do you remember room. what you did? Because yes. I, can't hear, I can't hear the word teabag without getting visions. Of what you did to that poor person. I'm really worried, right? The stories like this kind of creep out. They're kind of out of context. And they make me sound like some kind of idiotic frat boy. There's <laughs> only don't stories the, to get retold. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time, brother. Okay, I did teabag someone. Um, <laughs> he's a bit of a douchebag. Um, and he came to my party. He cooked a pizza in my fucking oven. Sat there at this party while everyone else is like, you know, partying. He sat there, ate this this pizza. Then, as I recall, spilled fucking pims or whatever it was all over my side, making ridiculous cocktails. Um, and then fell asleep on the sofa. So, and he was drunk and unconscious, and people started piling stuff on him and taking pictures of us and drawing on his face, as you do. Pardon me, when you're at a party and someone falls asleep, um, especially someone like that, and. I was drunk, and yeah, I climbed on top of the uh, the sofa, whopped the old uh, two veg out, and dunked them on his cheek. Look <laughs> <laughs> at you, you, you think you're so big and clever. You're like, I don't want these stories to get out, and then you tell them, and they just sit there and laugh like, at yourself. Like if your the mama. story's going to be told, it needs to be told properly. Uh, so if, if people are going to hear about me teabagging someone and I hasten to add noble listeners that is the one and only time I've done that okay it's not this is not a recurring thing this is not something I do every time someone falls asleep no there was a, there was a phase of about two years though that every party I went to your balls would make an appearance at some point well that's because like who was it it was one of our friends who urged me to do it the first time and then after that it, it gets to a certain point point in the night and everyone would go really get your balls out and yeah you would you'd be I'm, like yes i'm the center of attention look yes, at my big exactly. balls i was young drunk and impressionable 
and you'd had to pull back to an if somebody role. if you you'd do it again tomorrow if somebody was going to give you attention for it. No, I wouldn't. I'm far oh, more restricted these days. Fuck you. You'd do it in the middle of the Harvest Centre if you thought someone was going to watch you and laugh at you. <laughs> no, I'm far more restrained these days. I don't do that sort of thing anymore. My balls haven't been aired at a, at a public gathering in years. <laughs> when you got fine, I expect to see some balls. <laughs> Little golf balls dangling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh god! I <laughs> uh, now I've got visions of you doing like blackface on your balls and just popping them out. Fuck! Uh, I, w- <laughs> I would have to, I would have to beat you down if you ever did any kind of blackface though, because <laughs> I find that highly offensive. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I. Fuck! Did we end up here? You said something <laughs> about little black balls, and I don't what know. Oh fucking hell! Right, anyway. <laughs> anyway, so right, yeah, I knew you wouldn't prepare for this interview. I knew you were going to drop the ball. <laughs> it's, in, it's in your nature to drop the ball, as we all found out last week. As we've, um, as we've just discussed. So I thought I'd organise a bit of role play, right? Oh my, I'm, I'm not prepared. I'm going to be the interviewer, and you're going to play you as the interviewee. Can I've we do got a couple work? of questions. I just kind of want you to gauge how ready you are for this big interview because like this time that if you do this right this time next year we could be global superstars we could be rolling in money people could be paying for you to get your balls out for them (laughs) right come to my own fans they do anyway (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i'm talking about women not just men there are no women on the internet don't lie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just lots and lots of revenge porn um, <laughs> right so <clears throat> i've got to be professional i'm going to be an interviewer okay go um, face okay to, so today on, on t- <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that that's my professional voice <laughs> <laughs> my name's steven i'm a lady <laughs> <laughs> Oh my That's god, you'd make the worst drag queen ever. That's my professional voice. Is that how you talk at work? <laughs> yeah, when I, every time I answer the phone at work, it's like, hello, welcome to Beef. <laughs> Steve speaking, how can I help? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You're going to get a support phone number now, just, <laughs> just call me up every day, right? Um, okay. <laughs> All right, oh, calm. Wait a minute. <laughs> you broke me. Yeah. <laughs> Have focus. All right, compose yourself. This is important. Right. Compose. Right. Um. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> On this week's episode of um, Guys We Fucked, we are joined by Rooney. Hi. <laughs> He's an English guy from the podcast Talking Till the Joy is Gone. And he's here to tell us all about his mission to fuck all the straight men in the world. Say hi, Rooney. Hi, Rooney. Oh, you, you can't start like that. That's fucking, that's <laughs> pathetic. Oh, sorry. Try, uh, right, I'll speak, I'll speak again. Say again. Right. <clears throat> so, Rooney, the first question I have for you today is, what started your mission to fuck all the straight white males in the world? 
Well, you schlag, it's interesting you should ask me that because uh, <laughs> it was actually my friend's idea. Um, he, he got a, a stick up his ass about, uh, I don't know, penises or men or something um, and just decided that uh, as revenge for that, I should go and have sex with them. <laughs> okay. Um, I just, um, I'm not really sure how to take that one. So, um, moving I on. I usually find, uh, I usually find if you get like a, a, a pillow, put it under your belly and sort of like lay across it so that you, you're presenting easier. It just makes the insertion easier. That's the best way to take it. <laughs> oh, you are seriously letting the world know all about your pegging. Your, <laughs> how you peg everything. Anyway, back to it. <clears throat> so Rooney what's been the highlight so far of what oh the, the, the straight white men oh um definitely the amount of uh, semen I've left hanging out of men's bums that has definitely been the the highlight um I'm actually putting together an Instagram account I'm collecting the photos so that I can uh, it's gonna be ratemyspooge.com on Instagram <coughs> I mean, if you want, we can do like a special guest, uh, a guest, you know, get some some cross posting going on. You know, I can spooge in your butt and we can take a picture and put that on there. Okay, 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 okay. Enough of that. Moving on. Why do you sound like a really shit supply teacher? (laughs) Sorry, uh, lady who talks about her vagina a lot. Um, I just think you sound an awful lot like a supply teacher. Oh, that reminds me. Why did you refer to our podcast as two women cackling about their vaginas? Um, because it was two women talking and I just assumed that's what women do. They talk about their periods, their vaginas and how sore their nipples are. That's, that's, that's what women talk about, isn't it? Oh, okay. And that, that about wraps up this week's episode of Guys We Fucked. Um, thanks for having me on, you slags. (laughs) No, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, All right. (laughs) Real talk. How do you think that went? <clears throat> fucking swimmingly mate i mean that that is, that is that is like top tier god level fucking podcasting right there right there i mean i noticed that it's it's you know guys we fucked and there was only one woman there and i don't think that was actually i think she was a you know a supply podcaster who's coming because the other one couldn't make it or something um but yeah i thought that went really well i think i had she asked me some really shit questions but i made the most of it and ran with it and I think we've got some good, we can get some quality content out of that. People call me delusional. <laughs> You'd have to be fucking delusional to think that's a good interview. Well, I need you to, like, legit take this seriously now. Like, you've got one week left. The fun and games are over. You're, let's all just wind Steve up on the pod and, because I find it's fucking funny. It's got to stop now. It's got to stop now. We need you no. to go and give a cracking interview next week. Please, just for me. Did I not? Well, did I not swear enough? Did I? Oh, I didn't mention the. No, you did. didn't give a single good fucking answer. Uh, I got some great answers. And you, you just kept using the word schlag, like, schlag. like it makes you big and clever, like you're a twelve-year-old smoking a cigarette, thinking you're cool. Like you're not. <laughs> you're not cool. <laughs> and this is not going to help us moving forward to become global superstars. Like, so anyway, yeah. can I just announce my new podcast starting from next week? It's going to be Schlags We Schlagged. <laughs> Schlags We Shagged. Schlags We Shagged. You, you know. Slags. You know, right? 
it'd be a really fucking short podcast. Yes, I'll, yes, I'll I do. Take, I'm going to take my feminist hat off for 30 seconds, right? You know <laughs> that they can get away with having a podcast called Guys We Fucked and have it become critically acclaimed, right? But if we mm-hmm. started a podcast called Slacks We've Shagged, <laughs> we'd be vilified. We'd we have would angry mobs outside our front doors. Kicked off the internet. <laughs> feminist the hat, internet. Feminist <laughs> hat back on, and we would fucking deserve to be because we should not be talking about women that a man, way. A man in a trilby would turn a fat man with a neck beard in a trilby would turn up at our door with a with a cease and desist letter. Excuse me, sir. I'm from the internet. Cease and desist using the internet. And that's it. It'll be over. We'd have to, like, record these on tapes and tie them to pigeons. We haven't even released an episode yet. We just talked about it on on, uh, our six-month, like, social media plan on UK podcasters on Facebook. (laughs) Seriously, give us a a chance to put an episode out. Okay, well, now I can never put this episode... Pardon me, I can never put a link to this episode on that Facebook group, can I? Because we just called them out. And not in a positive way. I mean, it's fucking stupid. If you haven't recorded a single episode of your podcast yet and you've still got you've you've got a six week social media plan and you're looking to monetize it, no, that'd be stupid. On a I'll, scale of one to ten, last week, actually, we did talk about it last week. Yeah, it's called it a callback. It's us professional podcasters called out a callback. Yeah, <laughs> we know what we're doing. We, this is this is episode sixteen. We are. We're old hands at this now. Hell we're yeah, we're established. We're like three weeks away from, from fucking Joe Rogan money, I tell you. Um, <laughs> I thought, well, I thought you were going to say fucking Joe Rogan then. And I was like, oh, to be honest, can I skip that episode? Because uh, he's not my bag. No, he's last on your list of the straight white males. Oh, God, Once you've done every other straight white male in the world, we're going to film. We're going to film you ruining Joe Rogan. Uh, we may have to sedate him though, because he's like a MMA fighter. And I'm not sure he's like, you know, broad-minded enough to have his 37 seconds of, of heaven. By the time I'm finished with him, he'll be broad-arsehole enough. I'll tell you that. I'm gonna get in there. I'm gonna get in there like I'm diving. I'm gonna go in like use my hands as a speculum and just stretch it open until I can get my head in. Oh, 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 Lou, Lou, this is a call out to you. There was a nickname you gave me years ago when we worked together. It was something about sharks, and it was something about running across a room, doing a shark thing, and diving into vaginas, and I cannot remember what it is. So when you hear this, <laughs> could you drop it in, in the WhatsApp group? Because it's going to annoy me until this comes out and you tell me what he's, that is. He's in the WhatsApp group right now, so you could type in there and ask him. And we, you know, Real time. Real time. This is, this is 2020. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. No. Like half half okay. the keypad on my phone doesn't work, so I'm 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 really struggling. With the laptop, you dime bar. Yeah, but like we have a, I don't want another episode where we keep cutting in and out because I'm trying to talk to Lou. Plus, once I start <laughs> talking to Lou, I'll get bored of you, and I'll, there'll be no more episode. Yeah. So on a scale of one to ten, on a scale of one to ten, how passive aggressive would it be if I just linked? If I just kept spamming the UK podcasters group with this episode in the hope that somebody would listen to it and hear what we said about them. <laughs> I don't know if that's passive aggressive. I think that that I, I'm not entirely sure what that is apart from a bad idea. <laughs> okay. Um moving on. I've got we've got some big congratulations this week. Some big congratulations in the cult. We've got a couple of new cult members. 
Oh, yes, we do. So congratulations to Space Monkey number one and Space Monkey number three, who both had babies one day apart, which just goes to show that they do synchronized shagging. Apparently so. There's some weird yeah. synchronicities going on in this group. I'm, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it. but I did, I did bring it up with Space Monkey number one, and he said, no, you're right. We do text each other before to just to make sure it was like nine o'clock yeah nine o'clock we're on and so you know <laughs> they only have sex at the same time apparently oh uh, i mean we really are starting to develop some cult-like tendencies here because if we have to do that i mean whoo i mean <clears throat> i'm not sure sex with your hand kind of counts and that's about the only sex i'm getting so right i'm not sure i could be involved in it what? to wish.com to the adult entertainment section and get yourself a silicone butthole. Oh. <laughs> that, right, right. There, there is some context to this because that makes me sound even weirder than normal. But there is some context to this. Even it was, uh, weirder than normal. Even weirder than normal. Even weirder than you normally portray me as. Um, there was, I'm not uh, the one that told the teabagging story. <laughs> There, there was a there was a post on one of the Ghostbuster groups on Facebook, um, and I don't mind calling this up because the guy is apparently a complete dickbag. Basically, someone sold him like a Ghostbuster pin badge uh, on eBay. The guy bought it in and he was like, "Oh, it never arrived." So the guy was like, "Okay, no worries, I'll send you out a replacement." And then the guy was like, "No." And then after he sent a replacement, the guy was like, "No, don't want a replacement. Give me my money back. If it arrives, I'm just going to destroy it because you suck. Can't believe you're fucking this useless. Ah, uh, why would you even do that?" And the guy's like. What the hell, man? Seriously? And there was some more back and forth and shit. Basically, um, the, the eBay seller got really pissed off with this guy. Went to the Ghostbusters community on, on Facebook. And he'd done a little bit of digging on the guy's eBay profile. And apparently, this guy's got a bit of... Uh, he's got previous for doing this sort of thing. You know, ordering something, claiming it never arrives, and then getting angry. And and his, uh, his top-rated review for something he'd received on eBay was a silicone butthole complete with fake testes. Um, and he not only received it, gave it a five star rating and gave actual like feedback going, yeah, this is an absolutely great item. It's slightly smaller than I expected, but it's great fun. And it, it, I just like and the guy, the, the eBayer, like the seller actually grabbed a screenshot of this, a screenshot of his feedback in the item and put it all in this post with the, the, the conversation back and forth between the two of them. So that's why a silicone butthole was was in my head because I read the updates to that this morning. <laughs> It's not the one I can see on the shelf behind you. <laughs> you can't see anything on the shelf behind me because I have my, my Pirate Republic of Nassau background so that you can't see the sex toys on the shelf behind me. Yeah, I was just assuming. I was just jumping to a conclusion. that was. <laughs> I mean, more I can life. see the shelves in your bedroom, so, you know. <laughs> but you've got, yeah. you've got nothing interesting up there. <laughs> have a look at my elephant statues I bought back from Thailand. Uh... My Millennium Falcon Bluetooth speaker. I thought so. And my Boba Fett light head. Uh, I wonder what that was. That's some depraved pervert bought me as a present. You're welcome. (laughs) Talking of of depraved perverts, this is probably not a good segue, but... um, there's been an update on 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 the Joss Whedon story that we've been talking. I've I've been alluding to in past episodes. I did see Space Monkey Zero had posted something about that this morning. Yeah, I'm starting to think all our best content 
starts with Space Monkey Zero. <laughs> she doesn't post often, but when she does, she yeah, comes out she with some does, really good stuff. Every time she sparks, she sparks me off. So, um, oh my, is that appropriate? She's, she's married, you know. She sparks, <laughs> she sparks my imagination. Don't, oh my god, that's even look, worse. Look, look, I'll take any kind of joke about me or anything, but like, yes, yes, you will. <laughs> but don't joke about me and Stacey in that way because it's too late. No. I've already done it. And I'm in charge of editing. So that's that's staying in, mate. That is staying in the podcast. And if you carry on making a big deal about it, I'm going to turn it into a soundbite and put it up on Spotify. But A, <laughs> she doesn't deserve it. And just B, like, we just don't have that kind of relationship. I just, yeah. That's almost like saying about my mom. That's how, uh. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I love you, Stace, but not like that. Uh, so anyway, moving on. An investigation into the set of Justice League has been launched following claims of abuse against director Joss Whedon. Ooh. Ray Fisher, who played Cyborg in the DC superhero film, tweeted on July the 1st that Whedon's on-set treatment of cast and crew of Justice League was gross, abusive, unprofessional, and completely unacceptable. Fisher added at JusticeCon last month that Whedon, um, of Whedon, sorry, whoever wrote this article on NME.com is... is not very good. Oh, it's NME.com. Um, They're all like uh, teenagers doing their uh, GCSEs. So yeah, ninety percent of the stories are basically. I heard this on a podcast. There was a before Matt Morgan's How Funny podcast went to Patreon. Every week there was like because because Noel Gallagher was a guest on it. Like every week, every <laughs> week there was like a new new story on NME.com where someone's listened to the podcast, taken one line of dialogue and creating create an entire thing out of it <laughs> i'm actually starting to think this is what i should be doing for money because <laughs> i listen to a lot of podcasts anyway fisher added at justice con last month of whedon that the man is probably scared and he should be because we're going to get to the heart of everything um the actor then confirmed on thursday that warner media had launched an independent third-party investigation to get to the heart of the toxic and abusive work environment created during Justice League reshoots. Um, Warner Media confirmed to the Hollywood Reporter the launch of an investigation calling it standard practice while adding that the company is not prejudging Whedon or producers Jeff Johns and John Berg, who Fisher said enabled the filmmaker. Johns has denied the claims while Whedon and Berg are yet to release a statement on the matter. And then I think to make up the word count so they got paid, they went on to talk about um, Zack Snyder's the Snyder version of Justice League, which is coming out. So, yeah, it wasn't just rumours. Like, there's, like, people are taking this shit seriously. Joss Whedon, Hollywood's sweetheart, our sweetheart, he's <laughs> being, like, he's being, like, dragged through the mud at the moment. And I don't... Can't we have anything nice? It's like, no. can't, can't something that we like just, just be nice for once? Gal Gadot. <clears throat> I don't think you'll ever hear a bad story about Gal Gadot. No, that's probably true, actually. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm try, trying to think of someone else that's like... I say that. No, no, no don't mention things, because I, I found that if you mention these things, you say, oh, yeah, but so-and-so is still great. Then, like, two weeks down the line, it will come out, so-and-so fucks puppies for fun. It's <laughs> something ridiculous like that. 
because that's the way this world is just like because we as we established previously we are in the darkest timeline so any way that the universe can fuck us over it will when we first started this podcast i really thought it was my my dark mind my kind of sick humor that was gonna <laughs> get us in trouble but like the way you just totally pluck fuck fucking puppies out the air so quickly without any fault I, See, I actually think you're the is, weirder one. This this is the difference between you and me, Steve, okay? <laughs> I've got all this fucked up shit, but it's not at the top. I keep it, it's down inside, yeah. repressed. And every so often, it's in its, it's in this little Tupperware box. And every so often, I just peel a corner of the lid off of that box and a little bit escapes out. And it only seems to happen on this podcast or when I'm drunk, usually with you. In fact, it's <laughs> so, just you. You opened the Tupperware the box. The common denominator is you're around me. <laughs> Whenever you're around me, you feel you can be honest about about who you truly are. You I bring out the worst in me. Or the best. <laughs> no, definitely the worst. You, oh, wait, so, so, so me saying about somebody fucking puppies is the best so, of me, is it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, unless you're the puppy. Um, so, <laughs> to kind of rehumanize. In an attempt to rehumanize you, <laughs> I feel the need to, to uh, tell the listener base that you did. A dog from Russia that was living on the streets. You gave it a nice home. You treated it well. So See, you can't even get that right. It's not from Russia. It was from Romania. We adopted Rom- a dog from Romania. An, uh, I knew I had the word Romania in my head and Russia come out. I don't know why. <laughs> I know. I, I don't know. Yeah. you A Romanian stray. And yes. although, although Lando doesn't quite like me, you do you do look after him. You do treat him there's well. Only, well I've there's, seen only one person, bed. there's only one person Lando likes. And bizarrely, that's me. So <laughs> Is that because you're the one that walks him? I, I walk him. I feed him. Um, I, I've trained him. Yeah, basically. <laughs> We've established okay. he's got very much, a, most dogs have it, but he's very much got a pack mentality. And yeah. right from the off, we had to establish the pecking order. And it was me at the top. So now he's like, yeah, okay, you're the boss. And he likes me, which is really bizarre. Although most dogs like me. Yeah, that's true. Next time I come to your house, I'm going to be really dominant and just start screaming stuff in <laughs> so he realises that I'm actually in charge now. And then he'll you stop won't be really them. dominant because there'll be women present, so you'll immediately go into your submissive fucking bottom mode. You'll be rolling over on your belly in submission as soon as you walk through the door and someone gives you an angry glance. <laughs> to be fair, whenever I do come to your house, I walk straight to your living room and just lay on the floor and wait for Angus to wipe my belly. <laughs> Oh, I wish he was lying. <laughs> I try not to fall asleep because I, because because then you'll just teabag me. <laughs> so what do we feel about this just this Joss Whedon thing? Like, are we taking it seriously now? Is it? I mean, I will I'm... have to go. I will go and listen to that podcast that Stacey suggested because I feel like I need some more some more information than a badly written enemy <laughs> enemy dot com. All right, cool. But yeah, are we are we buying in yet, or are we going to be? I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Forwards? I'm not buying into anything until you know the 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 investigation, Warner Brothers investigation is completed, because innocent until proven guilty is something that the internet seems to forget is is a thing enshrined in law. It's so and the twenty first century has forgotten that it's mm. innocent until proven guilty. Now it's oh, we suspect you. You must be guilty. You must have done it. Take, yeah. take his career away. Take everything away. Fuck this motherfucker. All yeah, we hate you. Cancelled. Hashtag cancelled. 
Yeah, all based on some kind of well, not the cancel culture because they're canceling things because people are doing despicable shit like blackface, or just because they don't like them. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> I'm fairly certain that if we went on Twitter right now, we could find people canceling Josh we- Joss Whedon. <laughs> I'm sure if we looked hard enough on Twitter, we'd find people trying to cancel us as well. Uh, I mean, we probably should be cancelled. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, we'll get to the we'll make one series because. We'll do a Firefly. We'll get cancelled at the end of series one. We'll come back. We'll do a movie. And then we'll just um, eat out on it for the rest of our lives. Could you imagine the movie version of this podcast? If, if one episode is three hours, we'd have to go for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> you might literally have to fuck a puppy just to like just to, <laughs> just to make it big enough that we can justify the movie version. That will be our swan song. <laughs> yeah. Which leads us on really well to today's subject what swan songs no fucking animals oh oh, right now i see what you did there hey that was clever and i ruined it sorry (laughs) it's called a segue yeah i thought that was just one of them funny electric wheelie things (laughs) Uh, so yeah before we get into it i'm going to completely ruin my segue what what have you noticed how many should we say bigger bone people and now traveling around town on electric scooters. I have indeed. I, again, I try very hard not to judge by appearances. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, there does seem to be a growing prevalence in um, larger statured people just giving up and get hopping on an electric wheelchair rather than, you know, walking. Not an electric wheelchair. No, no, no. Because I think there's a certain shame that goes with an electric wheelchair. Yeah, no. I know the the, the, what, the mobility scooter. scooters. That's the, that's the, no, that's no, the no. thing. Yeah. No, no. You know, like a kid scooter. Oh like no, I scooter. haven't seen that. Yeah, the other day, like literally, the past three times I've been at been at the town, a bigger boned person has whizzed past me on huh. on like one of them like kid scooters, but they're yeah. like. They're built for adults now with yeah, engines. They're, they're in, computer so scooters, aren't they? Yeah. I was yeah. waiting to go into JD Sports and I was really of early. Of course. I'm, motherfucker, I like trainers. Are you getting some new kicks? Some, some new right kicks. Word? I was getting some preps, bro. I was getting them fresh preps, blood. Fresh yeah. preps, blood. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing funnier than when you tried to talk straight. Oh, yeah. straight uh, down, fam. Walk on. Walk on, bread roll. What are you saying? Um. Anyway, sorry. I've kissed my, <laughs> I've kissed my teeth at you, bitch. Um. Yeah. So oh, I'm outside oh, JD. Fam. I was early. I was having to wait for it to open. And this guy was talking to this other guy next to us, and he got this me- mechanical scooter. And he's like, "Yeah, it's brilliant. I put it in my car, so I drive to the town. I park. I get it out." And then I can whiz to all the places I need to get to, whiz back to the car, and then drive home. And I like, I'm like, I'm out quick. here, I'm out here five days a week, in like 100 degree weather, running to try and like become healthy and skinny, because like, well, half of my self loathing is down to how I look. And then these <laughs> people that don't give a fuck, that are just like, like avoiding any kind of exercise. At every opportunity, he's like, "Yeah, it was well good. It only cost me like six hundred quid." And I'm like, "You paid six hundred quid to avoid exercise? <laughs> <What the> fuck!" 
<laughs> what the fuck, that, bro? What is? That is odd. Just the just thing is, right? Just it's just wandering around the town centre. It's really she's physically disabled after having a stroke she can manage to wander around the town for a couple of hours and these fat fucks although the idea of my mother on on one of those electric scooters is both hilarious and terrifying at the same time (laughs) i just i can just imagine your sister chasing her around with like i don't know some kind of padding in case she's ready to die for catching She'd right, have to be on a fast away. scooter to stay in front. <laughs> we need to back away from. I don't want to make any 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 more jokes about mums, especially your mum. <laughs> I love your mum. So I'm allowed to make jokes about my mum. She's my yeah, mum. You are. She's not offensive. You are. I'm not. And for some <laughs> bizarre bizarre reason, the poor woman fucking likes me. So I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna turn on a on a podcast with her son. Right. Shout out, okay. like so, she's fucking awesome. Let's get into this week's um the, oh, the, yeah. the topic of this week's episode, which we didn't announce last week because um we suck. Because I forgot. Because well, yeah, last week was the drop the ball episode. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. I, I got a speech impediment. Make fun of me for my disability. Why don't you? Yeah. I'm not making fun of you because of that. There's more than enough things to choose from. I'm hanging fruit. Jesus. I, my nose, the fact I've worn my hamburger vest for the second week running. Damn it, no, I've been I've been saving that. Oh, I'm really? Saving the reference to your hamburger vest. <laughs> I'll wear it just for you now. <laughs> I was actually purpose. fully dressed before about two minutes before we started recording. I quickly changed into it. <laughs> just for you. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate the effort. <laughs> yeah. I know how much you like it, so you know. <laughs> Gone. So yeah, we oh, dropped the ball oh, last week really. and didn't we didn't announce what it was. Uh, we are doing two episodes of Black Mirror. Uh, Charlie Brooker's like critically acclaimed uh, weird TV series thing about um, anthology series. A what anthology series? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it means all the episodes are set in the same universe, but the story is not linear. Every episode is is its own story. Uh, At least that's my understanding of what an anthology series is. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, so oh, yeah, we, we, carry on. we did something we did something similar to the the Firefly episode we did like what seems like a bloody long time ago now and we each picked an episode and we are going to discuss those episodes because, you know, in case you've never listened to this podcast before, that's what we do. We discuss them <laughs> to death. I don't know why I felt I had to break it down to such a rudimentary level. I started talking and just didn't manage to stop. <laughs> Aside from our one new German listener, shout out to Hi. you. Guten Tag. <laughs> you know the only people listening anymore are like the, the space monkeys, and they already know what the format is. So, <laughs> um, uh, I yeah. have some trivia. For, I, I've got trivia. I, I, I did it slightly differently to the other episodic episode that we did i've okay. got trivia for the two separate episodes which i will read before we start discussing it so i've got some for this one and then some for the second one okay so what one we're starting with uh your one oh, okay so my choice quite predictably if you've watched any black mirror and <laughs> you've listened to this at least one episode of this podcast um my choice was the national anthem obviously yes <laughs> So, 
Uh, it's only a tiny little bit of trivia on each of them because I really couldn't find much. Uh, I wanted to make sure that it, the trivia was specific to that episode rather than just yeah. doing the series in general in case we decide to come back to this and do other episodes later. Oh, we will. I really want to cover the, the Star Trek-esque episode because that's my second favourite. Uh, the, the USS McAllister one. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. One of the lowest rated ones, apparently. A lot of people don't like it. Oh, at Black Museum, I really want to cover Black, Black Museum. Mm. Anyway, that's not what we're covering today. So, trivia okay. for the National Anthem uh, episode. First, a- first aired on Channel 4 on the 4th of December 2011 in the UK. I don't know when it aired elsewhere because um, I didn't look into it. <laughs> this was its release date and it didn't. Google didn't tell me where the other things were right off the bat and I didn't <laughs> dig. Um it became, it became a topic of somewhat controversial discussion uh, when, in 2015, the Prime Minister at the time was alleged to have face-fucked a pig's head as part of a university initiation riot. And no, that's not how Wikipedia described it, but let's face it, that's what he did. And plus, yes. plus saying David Cameron placed his penis in the mouth of a dead pig's head just sounds ridiculous. Saying David Cameron fucked a pig's head, now that, that yeah, that I can believe. Face-fucked. He face fucked. He grabbed it by the ears. He grabbed it by the ears, and he fucking dominated it. (laughs) That pig would have been choking if it was still alive. (laughs) His helmet was poking out the esophagus. The poor Uh, pig. Animals do not come off well in either of these episodes we're going to discuss today. (laughs) Poor fucking animals. Um, Charlie Brooker, who obviously uh, wrote the series. Uh, stated in the interview that he worked through the whole farmyard of animals, including very briefly a block of cheese, before settling on a pig as being the uh, the subject of his amorous intentions. Um, not his, I mean the Prime Minister in the episode, obviously. So, the, the David Cameron part, was that like an open rumour before it came out in the press? Or was it like an open secret? Like, could he? Could Charlie Brooker have heard that somewhere? No, apparently not. It was. It was then... a very closely held secret. It was. I think someone wrote it in one of the. They wrote like their memoirs, and that's oh, where it okay. came out. And it was one of these warts and all, tell all, uh, yeah. Whitehall memoir things, and that's how in it came out. Case, and... Do we really know if it's true or if this bloke's just trying to shift units? Uh, apparently, it's true. Apparently, it's 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 something that certain of these like they're not fraternities, but they are basically fraternities. Right. It's one of their initiation rites. Yeah, it's the sort of thing they, they do. This apparently, other people have confirmed that it is a thing. And uh, is it is it a humiliation thing? Is it like a blackmail thing? Is it like I we're going to get you drunk? You're going to face fuck this pig, and then one day when you're prime minister, we're going to be able to hold this over you. No, I think it's all these these hazing sorts of things. They're all to to prove your dedication to wanting to join their little clique. I get that, but like when I made the space monkeys, <laughs> no, no, let's, let's move on from that. Let's move on because you're going to say something that you're going to regret later. Um, yeah. Now, <laughs> plus we've we've already talked about fucking puppies. I couldn't think of anything <laughs> worse than fucking puppies to accuse the space monkeys of. Um, well, apparently I don't, Charlie Brooker I don't, could after last week. <laughs> after last week. Where I don't think I defend, defended Stacey's virtue enough. Um, I, I, don't, I don't want to throw this at her as well. So, <laughs> moving um, on. 
I, I don't know why other animals. Well, I know why some of the animals uh, were were did, were not chosen. Apparently, a horse and a cow were discounted because it would be too difficult to film them yeah. on set. You know, to get them on set for that sort of thing. Um, a duck and a duck and a chicken were be were discarded as being ridiculous for being too small. Yeah, that's so, about the right size. Yeah, easily dominated. But not dangerous because if a horse, apparently, kicks, if you're trying to fuck a horse and a horse kicks out backwards, yeah. you could like you can have a bad time. Yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, the 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 pig was one of the primary reasons for the pig being chosen is it straddles the line between disgusting and hilarious. Yeah, and it, it kind of neatly straggles straddles that line. Um, now, <laughs> this one made me laugh out loud when I read it yesterday. <laughs> um, Brooker had previously had an idea for a short story right. around this sort of theme in which Terry Wogan, oh God. yes, veteran oh, broadcaster God. Terry Wogan would have to have full intercourse with a sow in order to secure the re- release of a kidnapped princess. Now, this short story was obviously eventually developed, or this idea yeah. for a short story was developed into this episode, and it was upgraded to the Prime Minister rather than poor old Terry. But could you, just could you the idea Terry of Terry Wogan. Yeah. Could you imagine him on, on Eurovision? <laughs> like, no one would ever take him seriously anymore, would they? They'd be like, you, you fucked a cow. Uh, How can you do Eurovision? Walking. How can you say nil poir? And like have any kind of like <laughs> respect. <laughs> UK nil poir. Nil poir. Stop, you cow fucker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> being French or something, I don't know how to say "shut up, cow fucker" in French, but um, <laughs> shut up, <laughs> little cow. No, I can't. Uh, like. Little cow fucker. Shut oh, your butthole, you English big dog. <laughs> there we go, and uh, there we go with our racial stereotyping. <laughs> I pray no French people ever listen to this. Germans, and we haven't mocked them yet. Um, <laughs> oh, it's because I'm fucking scared. <laughs> Don't Is mention the war. No, cut that out. <laughs> cut that out. That's bad. Cut that out. What? I'm making That's a 40 it. Towers reference. Everyone likes 40 Towers. No, not you. No, it's what I said. Oh, I didn't hear that. I was too busy making my 40 Towers reference. Um, So the advertising for this episode omitted any mention of sex with a pig or any type of animal, which apparently led to many viewers expecting this to be a political thriller. So uh, there was a few (laughs) surprise viewers. It is political. And depending on your... um... Your sexuality, it could be considered <laughs> thrilling. I don't think that's how they're using the word thriller in this instance. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I can see how they would do because if you if you are advertising this episode with a prime minister effectively being held to ransom to rest yeah. to save someone that's been kidnapped, uh, yeah, it does look. If you omit any of the pig fucking bits, then yeah, it probably it does, does look, look like a political thriller. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, the princess has been kidnapped and the prime minister's got to save her. <laughs> We're just not going to tell you how. We're just not going to tell you how. We're just going to show you lots of uh, blue-toned footage of, of uh, an angry-looking prime minister walking around yelling at people. Because yeah. <laughs> most of this episode is, especially the, 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 the stuff with the ministers and, and the prime minister and all that, yeah. it's all got that sort of 
blue tone to it. I yeah. noticed it. It's very, very obvious in the, one of the early scenes where he, where they're watching the video for the first time. Yeah. And the Prime Minister's come down and he's in his dressing gown. Um, everything's all washed out, except there's like a lamp next to the, the woman. Uh, I can't remember her name. But she's talking about something. And then like the bottom left-hand corner, everything else, including her, is in this sort of blue, grey, washed-out, filtered tone. Except for the lamp, which is this really warm, bright sort of yellow colour. I'm assuming it was done on purpose because otherwise yeah. the whole thing would be washed out like that. It's really weird for, for a lot of those scenes, especially with the Prime Minister in them. They've got that. It eases up as the episode goes on. Yeah. Um, but you've got like that whole sort of like filter on there just with certain bits picked out. And they seem really, really random as well. Yeah, I um, I did notice it. I couldn't quite figure out if they there was a they were trying to make a point if it was stylized for a reason. But mm. I definitely did notice it um any more trivia no no that's that's all the trivia i've got for that episode okay so the reason i chose this episode <coughs> the reason um gives the first ever black mirror episode i saw i heard about it on um <clears throat> smodcast they were t- kevin smith was trying to no actually no i think i heard about it on fat man or batman kevin smith was trying to explain it to his co-host and which in, in the end he's like look just go watch it you would never have seen you would never have seen an episode of TV like it. You'll probably never see an episode of TV like it ever again. Yeah. Just go watch it. So I literally rushed home from work that day and watched it. And then as soon as I finished watched it, as soon as I finished watching it, I remember running downstairs and trying to convince my mum and my brother to watch it with me. <laughs> like, you've got to see this. It's the most original piece of TV I've seen in years. Neither of them were really interested. I think they both just walked off and I, and I ended up watching it again. <laughs> But I think what appeals to me is if I was ever in a pitch meeting, I could see myself pitching like this, like, yeah, so like the princess gets kidnapped and it's all down to the prime minister to save her. And uh, he's got to do something, you know, something tough, something he doesn't really want to do. I don't know, like fucking a pig. (laughs) (laughs) I can see I could see myself pitching it, which is why I I am so in love with it. But um to start with like my i love how if you don't like it kind of it's kind of ruined on me because i knew what to expect when i first sat down to watch it yeah but if you didn't right up until the bit where they kind of where the princess says you have to have sexual intercourse with a pig mm. it is so serious yeah yeah it is so it is a political thriller up to that point and you're yeah. like oh god what's she going to demand what are they demanding blah 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 and then it's just <laughs> and it's written so perfectly as well that they have they don't just play the video through they mm. play the beginning part and then they pause it and the guy says like <laughs> um, at, at this point it's probably wise to tell you something like yeah she is the princess like we have confirmed that is actually the princess beyond all doubt that yeah. it is her and they pause right before the reveal of what it is. And they set it all up absolutely perfectly. And then she, through, poor girl, through tears, she says, like, uh, if you have to have sexual intercourse with a pig on national TV, on all Sky channels, all normal <laughs> channels, every single channel. And then you're like, oh, what? Did I hear that right? <laughs> and in that I like I I love the escalation of how they refer to the act in mm. that scene as well. It's very, very subtle, but it starts with her saying you have to have sexual intercourse with a pig. 
and then someone else says something else and then as it really dawns on the prime minister he's like well i ain't fucking no pig bottom line it's not happening happening. page one it's not happening (laughs) in the space of like two minutes it is escalated from sexual intercourse of a pig to i ain't fucking a pig (laughs) <laughs> and i really love that i really love the kind of restraint that they use to as the i think as the viewers kind of playing it over in their mind and getting yeah. to the point where like what he's got a fuck a pig it get like he actually kind it of comes out on with, screen yeah fuck a pig. <laughs> i love that uh, my, my first note on this was nothing good ever comes from a phone call in the middle of the night i've had i have yeah. more than my fair share of them and not one of them has been something i thought no, yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad I got that phone call in the middle of the night. That's just yeah. what I needed at 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> it's never like it's never a hot girl offering you no string sex, is it? It's always something bad. I mean, it was once, but literally only once. Really? <laughs> I've never had that experience. I'm not going to name names. You do know the girl, though. Um, but yeah, every every literally every other time. Was she once known as Gay Gay Face? No. Oh. <laughs> No, was she, no. Uh, was she once known as Crazy Beep something? I have no idea. Was she a wee little lassie? <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. It took me two guesses. Um, yeah, so um, you've thrown me now. I'm derailed. Um, yeah, no. So 99.9% of the time, it's, it's, it's something bad. Which obviously this episode really drives it because it's just that thing. It's like my mobile's ringing. I don't care. Turn it off. And then they're like, "Oh, right. Well, we'll phone the landline then." Because <laughs> you for can't full, turn that off. For full disclosure to the listener base, did you uh, did you jump out of bed when you got that phone call? <laughs> no, I was really oblivious because it happened to me before. I was just kind of like, well, "I'm in bed. What are you talking about?" And then she you was trying to be I was being dense. No, no. Yeah. And then she was. And then it's sort of like I, my my brain got going enough, and I was like, "Ding! I'll be there in five minutes." <laughs> <laughs> I love the way that you shy away from certain stories until I say just enough that you feel like you have to clarify them. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a new tool in my arsenal. Of, uh, the good thing uh, is, I, uh, I can go back and edit this, and I can. I can I can debate whether I want to keep any of this in or mute out certain sections. <laughs> yeah, but like there are certain weeks I think oh he's he's going to take that out he's going to take that out and then he <laughs> sent me the edit and I and I hear I hear myself accuse your uncle of molesting you, which he absolutely <laughs> didn't do. And I'm like I well, I could have sworn he was going to take that out, but he didn't. <laughs> It, it takes a lot for me to me to want to edit something out, for me to want to censor us. <laughs> I've just got to pray that your uncle never hears this podcast. Uh, he'll never listen to this podcast. I don't think he even knows what podcast is. And even oh. if he did, he'd get like, he'd get 10 minutes into the, well, he'd probably look at the titles of some of our episodes and just go, yeah. if I could listen to that. Yeah. Um, we'd have to do one on like country and Western in the UK or something. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Never. Never. Um, never. Anyway, um, so uh, episode one, season one, and it goes straight for the jugular. Yeah. Uh, as we said, let's make the PM fuck a pig on live TV. Yeah. I, I, you can't set your stall out much clearer than that. Than if, going... you, if you ever wanted to, like, make a statement of intent. 
yeah. on national broadcast TV. Like, that is the way to do it. It's just like, anybody's like, oh, I might watch this Black Mirror program. It, it, it sounds yeah. good. They're either gonna, at the end, they're either going to be like, this is genius. I will never miss an episode ever again. Or yeah. they'll be writing to, um, oh, what was that program used oh, to be on the sun? sun oh, points of view. Points of view, yeah. <laughs> Esther, Esther, they made the poor Prime Minister buck a pig. <laughs> this is not what I pay my TV license for. No, yeah. you don't, because it's Channel Four. It's paid by paid for by advertising. You prick. Is <laughs> is is a question for you, right? Mm-hmm. So last week, a hundred people complained that two girls kissed on TV. Yes. Did you come across any numbers of complaints about this episode? Uh, the Prime Minister fucking a pig. I thought. Well, as soon as I started googling around this, I figured this would that would be sort of like one of the top results. Yeah. You know, thousands of people complain. Apparently, I don't. I assume people did because people like to do that. But I think the, the issue is, um, the sort of people who watch will watch something called Black Mirror by Charlie Brooker on Channel Four are not generally the type of people who will send a complaint to Channel Four because Channel Four don't care. No, <laughs> the real point the, the, is. People the real point is the people, that will, the people that will publicize and complain and make a big deal about a hundred people complaining about a teenage kiss, two girls having a teenage kiss on TV. Mm-hmm. And the kind of people that have an agenda, there are very few people in the world that have a pro pig fucking agenda. <laughs> <laughs> so, Unless you're Rod Senseless, like <laughs> I, I can't see anybody being like, I can't believe people complained about the pig fucking. Pig fucking's perfectly natural. <laughs> um, if, if, you are, if, if you do have a pro pig fucking agenda, feel free to reach out with us. Uh, at, reach out to us at talk.until at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, you know, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> Rooney wouldn't introduce you to some of his past conquests. <laughs> So you won't make fat jokes in the fucking in the chat, but you'll do them on the podcast. I see no, how be... be. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't name names in the group chat. <laughs> that one, that joke was for Amy. <laughs> oh my gosh! For all, uh, she's put, for all she's put up with since 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 that fateful day that she met you. <laughs> she's brought it all on herself. Um, yeah. Now, yeah. Falling in love with someone that on the surface seemed pretty cool. That's bringing it all on herself, yeah. <laughs> it was. Never judge a book by its cover, Stephen. You should know that. Until she peeled the peeled away the layers like an onion and found that depraved that depraved center. Depraved juicy center. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a Twinkie, but with more lube. Um <laughs> <laughs> It's not a perfect um it's not a perfect <laughs> metaphor. Shut up. Anyway. <laughs> So his ministers, the prime minister's ministers, they all seem to want him to fuck the pig right from the very beginning. And that, that thing, they're all yeah. just like, he's like, it's not happening. They're like, oh, no, no, no. of course it's not happening. And they're like, cancel the pig. Right yeah. from the very beginning, they're all just like, no, yeah, yeah, you should totally get balls deep in there. Go, go, yeah. go. Have like, that pig. If the princess dies, all our jobs are on the line. So you've just got to take one for the team. Yeah. Like, get in if, there, mate. If I said it before, if they said I had to do it, I'll do it. Save the princess. But they didn't. They said, you've got to do it. So, you know. 
do it. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's really, really obvious right from the outset. That oh they yeah, absolutely. Want him to do it, and it's like, Jesus, no, I can see that happening in government today. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, he needs to make the pick. Mm, I can use this. <laughs> if if after we've banned the word slut, we start a new campaign to get Boris to fuck a pig. <laughs> I'm sure every other conservative party member would be like, no, do it. If he gets you re-elected, you're, you're, you're going to fuck that pig. And you're going to fuck him till com- completion as well. Uh, oh, yeah. I've got a note here, actually. It says, if this happened today, people would be screaming for Bojo to get balls deep immediately and then would call for him to be arrested afterwards. Like, as soon as he'd shot his load, they'd be like, arrest them! Bestiality is illegal! Arrest that man! And you would be leading the... Uh, Leading the angry mob, wouldn't you? The I would angry be the angry mob to get him arrested. I wouldn't be calling him for him to do it because I don't think anyone or anything deserves to be put through the the harrowing experience of having that sack of flesh thrusting themselves upon them. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. I wouldn't even wish that upon you. I take back all this. I take back my joke about your past conquests because now I think about it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want you on top of me either. Oh, I wouldn't be on top of you. We'd be, we'd be kind of, you'd be face down, ass up. I'd be sort of like next to you. We'd be, you know, because sex in lockdown, you have to make sure you're facing away. Government guidelines at okay. the moment are doggy style. Would I get a pillow to at least put under my stomach to, to create oh, the oh right God, angle? Oh, God, yeah. I'm, I'm not a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a pillow and something to bite down on. I mean, the word no turns me on, and I will use your tears as lube, but I'm not a monster. <laughs> you know, you've seen Starship Troopers, where Rico's getting whipped, and he's got the leather thing to bite down. I've got one of them. It's a replica of Johnny Rico's one, so, you know, call back to previous episodes. <laughs> that was your Christmas present from Amy last Christmas, wasn't it? <laughs> She's like, the neighbours are complaining each. about the screaming. Like, <laughs> I had to do something. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, there's so much life in these pegging jokes. I'm never going to... Yeah. Keep it functional. No pepper Pigs. <laughs> Absolute throwaway line when we get inside the um, the TV or well, like yeah. the uh, the new show office, but it, yeah. I love it. I, I thought it was really good. It's like a... Yeah, just as like a little throwaway background line. I, I, I love it's, that. It's the sort of thing you can imagine certain news agencies in the UK would do. Yeah, PM you know, like, you know, like the the Guardian would kind of come at it like a um the Prime Minister committed an indecent act yeah. on a farm on a farmyard animal. Um the Daily Mail would be like the farmyard animal was an immigrant. That's why this is wrong. No the, son. the Daily Mail would be like immigrants force PM to fuck pig. Yeah. <laughs> we'll keep coming if you don't do it. We're stealing all your jobs. <laughs> we'll rock shouting. people on the streets. Stop shouting. It makes it it's really difficult to edit that out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but the son would just do a mock-up of, like, Boris fucking Peppa Pig. Oh, that, yeah. that, is it the Korean news agency that makes all the little videos of, of stuff that's going on in news around the world and they're really shit CG? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <I've never laughs> they seen... do one of that. Just with a big black censored bar. <laughs> Could you imagine the Japanese media doing it? They would literally censor out the penis. 
they didn't show everything. The tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'd mock the pig up as a schoolgirl, and they'd show everything else except for the <laughs> redacted penis. <laughs> Oh this might God. be our most offensive episode yet. This could be, yeah. I mean, I thought we'd stooped pretty low previously, but no, this is probably the worst one thus far. We're not, we're only like, we're not even halfway through the notes yet. This is insane. Um, uh, the girl wakes up the guy in bed. She goes to work, and at four o'clock, that motherfucker's still in bed. Oh God, yeah, right. Because like, he, he gets woken up, and yeah. he's just like, he just sits there in his bed. What, it's like eight hours or some shit? He's in the same position. The same just yeah. popped up on his arms. And his only real involvement is when he goes... At the end, yeah. he's just, his bottom lip drops in like a gape in, in <laughs> horror at what he's watching. But the motherfucker's been in bed all day. I love I loved the way in this episode, they, they, there's the creation of all these like sub-characters. Yes. Um, yes. And they introduce us to members of the public watching this this whole thing and you see the crowd and then their focus all building in the pub, uh, all that lot in the hospital. And yeah, just that one guy, he said, I don't know. It almost seems like he's part of an abandoned storyline or something. Like they originally yeah. had something else for him to be doing, but they just, he's just like, it. it just reminds me of your classic stoner is like, Oh yeah. Just let me have a joint before I go about my day. <laughs> oh yeah. I can't really be bothered to get out of bed now. I'll just stay here and watch TV for the rest of the day. It do anything i don't know it just seems like they missed the they, i think what would have been really good is is um a bit like they do in v for vendetta actually um where they show the various people watching v's broadcasts yeah and you see this family and they start off it's only the little girl that's interested by the end of it the whole family's on board yeah. all watching watching it and i think that would have been more effective if it were in him and then you see like the girl wakes him up and then someone else so you had you start yeah. off with just him watching it and by the end you've got the whole family there all glued yeah. to it because that would have been a nice counterpoint to like the pub and the, the, the hospital. I got a note on, on the general public and it's basically, it's probably only because we just recently read it. But every time they, because I made yeah, the same note. <laughs> every time they cut to the, the general public, I'm like, Oh, this reminds me of guards, guards. Exactly. You get yeah. the social commentary from there's one <laughs> bit where the, my absolute favorite line in the whole episode is it's like from a TV broadcast, and it's some guys like, well, we don't need a prime minister. Oh, something like that. What does he say? Like, we can live without a prime minister. We can't live without a princess. Without but a got princess. To do it. And I'm like, what the fuck does the <laughs> difference does the princess being alive make to your day to day life yeah. compared to the prime minister who kind of like makes the rules that you have to live by? Yeah. <laughs> One's running the country, the other one is just kind of. On Facebook, on postcards yeah. for foreigners. <laughs> the other one's just being like Facebook famous. Like, what <laughs> what influence does she have on your day to day life? Why does she need to survive and not? You know, yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, I yeah, I just said that in my note. The public in this episode could be from Ag Moorpork. because yeah. you could you could see them, couldn't you, gathering in the mended drum to watch someone fuck a dragon. It's it's something that would <laughs> they would I'm yeah, Terry Pratchett would have written that, but. <laughs> There are some. I've got a couple of other lines that I, I think need need shout outs. When his poor, the prime minister's poor, poor wife yeah. uh, is looking through Facebook comments, there's one that just says, "I think it's snoutrageous." <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> <laughs> it stood out to me. I loved that. 
I really did love that. Um, the other line I wanted to shout out was he's he's trying to convince her that like if he has to do it, it wouldn't be the end of the world. And she says, I know people. We love humiliation. We mm-hmm. can't not laugh. And that that kind of hit me again like a bit of a Terry Pratchett moment where mm-hmm. you're kind of going along with a story and then there's just like one line of dialogue comes out where he's kind of yeah. like, this is this is my thoughts on humanity and how we would deal with this, this is, in a nutshell. In a lot of ways, um, the, the, the Black Mirror series is a, a much darker, more contemporary sort of Discworld kind of thing. Because it is, it's in its own little mirror, right. twisted mirror of, of our world, yeah. using our real world issues. But you know, kind of refl- uh, like in a mirror darkly sort of thing. It's, it's reflecting them back in a twisted way. It, obviously, it's it's much um, much less family friendly than the Discworld, oh, yeah. but yeah, there are some strong parallels between the two in their in their storytelling and social commentary. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, I think it works. It you can draw. I mean, obviously, there's social commentary in almost everything these days. Oh yeah. But, oh yeah. But Black Mirror and Discworld both do it in a very clever, very witty, very entertaining way because it's very yeah. easy to put social commentary in in whatever you're doing. Oh, fucking hell, we do it. But oh, yeah. they do it in a way that you read and you go, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. All the things where you go, no, shit. Yeah, no, that's right, man. And it's they both like, do it. They both have instances like that, which is very, like the very hurricane, The hurricane is swirling. And mm. for one line of dialogue or for like 10 seconds here or 30 seconds there, you get to step inside the hurricane where it's calm and go, ah, oh, so uh-huh. this is what it's all about. And then yeah. you get sucked back into the hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> Can you explain why the lighting guy is so happy happy to publicly admit who know he knows who Rod Senseless is? <laughs> I think it's because he's there's a certain type of bloke, and I use the word bloke very consciously geezer. because there is a certain type of bloke. He's a geezer, and they geezer. they share their porn DVDs down at the building site and. Well, the fact that they own porn DVDs in 2020, yeah, there's a certain type of geezer, and yeah, he wouldn't be ashamed of going, Oh, look, it's a geezer from them dirty movies or dirty yeah, but, films, you know. But Rod Senseless isn't a normal porn star, he's, <laughs> he's a bestiality porn star. So I don't know, he says he's never done it before because it's illegal. <laughs> No, but yeah, but then he says, like, have you seen any of my movie? Blah, blah, blah. And then he, he goes in and he's like, oh, where is the young girl? It would be a shame not to give her a kiss before we start. I don't know if that would be a, a, a cheeky, um, cheeky little so and so who thinks he's being very funny and witty. Oh, <laughs> I rather think than it's him, like he's a bestiality porn star and not oh, just man. a normal porn star, which is why I was so shocked that someone would be like, oh, yeah. Britain's <laughs> number one bestiality porn star. I've I seen him I'm going to tweet about it. I assumed what was that? There was a um, ah, uh, there was a British porn star who I'm assuming this Rod Senseless guy was based on. I can't remember the guy's name. Oh, um, oh, what's his name? Um, oh, he's so famous. Um, Ben he's Dover. Ben Dover. That's it. Yeah. yeah, that's that's clearly who who Rod Senseless is based on. Um. And I'm assuming it's 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 kind of implied because he seems perfectly okay with fucking yeah. a pig for money. I mean, it's I read it as as him being 
it being implied that he's done it before. Yeah. Um, Even though he's going to say he hasn't. Yeah, he's, well, obviously because what... it's illegal, but you yeah. know, yeah, but that's, that's how I read it. It was more subtle. <laughs> that's the niche in the market that he has cornered. <laughs> he spent some time in in Mexico with a few donkeys. Um, oh my. <laughs> Even the first time I watched it, I knew that when they first went to the, um, what do they call it? The campus, that was mm. going to be a decoy like that. Oh, yeah. That's probably the only the only thing in the episode where I'm like, oh, that was predictable. Yeah. Everything else is just quality writing. But that I had to shout out was the only kind of predictable thing I, I bumped into in this episode. Um, yeah. I love the little touch of the, prime minister smoking a cigarette due to stress i can't remember where i heard it recently but i heard it in something recently someone said um all smokers are smokers when the chips are down (laughs) and it kind of plays out in the next episode as well like because that deals with addiction and when the woman gets stressed she turns back to the thing she was addicted to yeah it kind of yeah it's kind of like true. Like I haven't smoked a cigarette in six years, but I think if I was faced with having to having to fuck a pig, I'd be I'd be smoking a lot more than a cigarette <laughs> to get me through that. Yeah, they they do do a wonderful job of. They don't really focus on it too too much. They do a wonderful job of capturing his building stress and yes. and sort of panic. You really get that that sense of. He is really panicking that he's going to have to do something horrendous, basically. And he's not being given any options, especially that the, the, one of the scenes just before he actually has to go and do it. And uh, old lady minister is all like, no, no, the, the people, the party and you know everyone uh, demands it. And he's not like, this, this is happening. It's yeah. like, no, that's not an option anymore. This is happening. Yeah. You have to do it. And it's like jeebus yeah yeah okay so no, everyone... we can't we can't guarantee the safety of your wife and your family which yeah. i think is that is the crux of it which then you kind of you feel so much empathy for him mm. that, i mean it's hard to feel empathy for a politician anyway because yeah. they're all sl- regardless of what party they are they're all slimy fucking snakes <laughs> they will tell you whatever you want to hear if it if it means you're going to vote for them but when he kind of does it to protect his wife and his family. Ultimately, at the end, he's like, "That's the bit that pushes him over the edge and says, right, 'Right, I'm going to do it.' Is to protect his wife and his family." And then you find out right at the end of the episode that his wife can't even look at him anymore. Wife can't. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I can understand her reluctance to, you know, the fact that she can't stand him anymore. I kind of understand that. Um, and it also makes sense that. The public don't seem to be holding it. By the end of the episode, you get the impression that he's just going about his business. And they say his approval rating is three points higher than it was this time last year. Because he's a fucking national hero. He did something horrendous to save this beloved uh, public figure. So he should be being hailed as a fucking hero for doing that. He went from what... um, I think the majority of people are kind of like me. They're like sceptical of anything that comes out of a politician's mouth. But in that yeah. moment, when everyone's watching the TV, excited to do it, he's totally reluctant. The idea of it sickens him. But he will do it to save the princess. Mm. He will do it because it's what's best for the country. 
Yeah. I think he earns a lot of trust of the general public by fucking that pig. Mm. Yeah. But this this episode, it's, um, it's, a, it's a recurring theme. It's a recurring theme from Black Mirror. Um, the focus on social media and the, 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 the changing tides of the internet hate mob. And this, this one, yeah. right at the start, shows it in a very, very simple way. Because to begin with, the public are like, no, no, we're on side. You shouldn't have to do this. Yeah. Then comes the thing with the, the, the allegedly cut off finger. Um, oh, yeah. And immediately it swings the other way. It's like, no, you botched this. Now you've got to do it. And then it kind of you, it's implied that it swung back again the other way after the fact, yeah. because people are like, yeah, you know, you did that thing. You you like you said, you put your money where your mouth is. You, you stood up and you did the right thing. So yeah, it shows it very clearly. And that, that kind of dictates their actions in a way is is what people online online are saying because you've got old matey boy who's just there on his phone all the time going oh no this doesn't read well at all with 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 the public and what have you people online are saying this and they're saying that and it's like my, yeah my favorite bit is when he's like right we shut this down no one outside this room ever knows about this <laughs> rah, 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 rah. and they're like well it went on YouTube and he's like you took it off and they're like yeah after nine minutes it's uh <laughs> fifty thousand people have seen it and he's like oh crap 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 and they're like and it's trending on twitter and he's like <laughs> fuck the internet yeah that well it's just that it's a fucking internet how many real life ministers do you think have actually you know they're, they're like they're, oh yeah and it's it's online and it's doing the rounds it's trending on social media and they're just like fucking internet because in these days yeah. it, it's like Back, way back when you, you go back 20 30 years a politician did something or or you know something like that happened oh, swept under the rug. and it yeah it, yeah it was like you know you had to wait at, at the quickest people could get it would be later that evening back when um the papers were published twice a day sort of in the yeah, city yeah. when that died people had to wait until you know dinner time if the news studios picked up and could run with it yeah or the following day for it to get into the newspapers so it gave them like the best part of a day to sort shit out and like I said, sweep it under the rug. These days, all it takes is one email, one one yeah. tweet, one post on Facebook, a, a, a leaked video clip, and within hours, whatever they've done is boom, it's everywhere. So it makes it much, much harder for people in power to to hide these things, which they must absolutely loathe because it means they've got to they're not whiter than white, but it, it means they have to be careful about what things actually escape. They have to be a lot more careful about it. Oh, because... yeah. The security measures that these people must have to live by are just ridiculous. And I find it insane that they're, they're relying on Blackberries in this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a major product placement for Blackberry because everyone in this, for some bizarre reason, is used to... All right, this was 2011, but uh, no. <laughs> uh. My um my other favorite part of social commentary is um I love the bit where the guy in the PM's office sells out his boss for a naked pick. Men really are that simple. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pick and that's you, it. He pulls it out, yeah. You text, <laughs> you text any man a nude picture, especially if it's taken in a public place, and they are yours. You can manipulate them into doing <laughs> anything you want. We are that simple. Yeah. Yeah. I have a I have a particularly relevant note given the connection issues we're having right now. 
Okay. Those bastards in the strike team that they send to the college campus, they get a better internet connection and camera feeds <laughs> from their little helmet cams on a campus in the middle of nowhere <clears throat> than we're getting yeah. right now with our laptops on fiber broadband. It's like yeah. I'm saying, I've got a pixelated picture here. We keep getting dropouts and stuff. And it's like they were watching it in live stream HD up to the second. It's like, what? No. We're probably at most a mile away from each other. Like, the PM is in, obviously, number 10, and the other people are in Buckingham, Buckinghamshire, and they're not yeah. getting any of these fucking problems that we're having, no. no Maybe they've got insane. 5G already, because they're government. <laughs> Can you tell me, right, this is this has always bugged me from every, every, every other six times now. Why, like, when they're on the campus and the journalist sneaks in, yeah. The naked picture taking journalist sneaks in. Yeah. And then they they kind of catch up. Why does she run? Oh, I don't know. She'd that be, is it's really she, she's far better off just putting her hands up and saying, Okay, I know I'm not meant to be here. Like I'm a journalist in my job. I know I'm not meant I'm not meant to be here. Take my phone, do whatever yep, you stay need to do. Lay on the floor. Bosh, problem solved. But then like runs and get shot. <laughs> she runs from armed police. You know what I mean? And she's not like Actually, I'm not going to go there. That's that's a bit too political. Um, yeah, she runs from armed police, which is just... Runs, no, no, what did right? she think was going to happen? They've got... The whole point of guns is that you can harm someone from a distance. Yes. So if you are running in a straight line across a field and they are standing behind you, they can shoot you. That is the whole point of a, of a firearm. And she yeah. just runs and the, predictably, they shoot her. I do love the moment when... I don't uh, think even Usain Bolt could outrun a bullet. No, he couldn't outrun a bullet, but he'd have made it to the tree line before they before they had a chance to shoot him. Because she's only, yeah. I think when she gets shot, she's only about like five or six Pretty metres cool. away from the tree lines. But I do like the, the the moment when the security chief walks over. He's like, you you press, you press. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just pulls out his sidearm and shoots yeah. her phone. There goes your award. <laughs> Was it? Yeah. There goes your RTS, RTS award. RTS award, it's yeah. Like, yeah, boom. <laughs> half a second i thought he was just gonna put her down i thought yeah. that was gonna be the biggest part of social commentary on tv ever you're your press are you boom but now he shoots the phone i love the twist in the, like the last few minutes of the episode when it's revealed that you know they found the guy they've got the princess blah 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 and he says yeah yeah it turns out she was released we've got a, a cctv capture yeah. she was released 30 minutes before the deadline and it's like Oh shit! Yeah. And then it's obviously you find out it wasn't hit, wasn't her finger. He cut his own finger off. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. You're like, oh my, man, what played? My favourite twist of it always um, that it was done as like the big, the the final reveal in our episode is that it was done as like a a modern art piece. Yeah, yeah, he's a Turner Prize, um, former Turner Prize artist. I did it as like a. It, the whole thing was just like one elaborate what do they call it like when the whole country's the installation, installation. Yeah. yes yeah that was my yeah. favorite bit but before that do you know if it's viagra or some kind of like anti rabies meds that the pm takes as he's about to go and I, the pig? I always assumed it was viagra because otherwise you're really gonna oh, struggle gonna, to get it up. yeah yeah you're gonna, get up. You, you're gonna need a chemically induced boner yeah um I bet no one. I've got this other note. I bet no one on earth ever 
prayed for premature ejaculation more than the Prime Minister. <laughs> I love the fact that when he's walking up to the studio and she says, you know, psychologists say you should take as long as you need because if it's it's over too soon, it may imply that you're, you know, you're enjoying it or you're, you're you know, yeah. you're basically enjoying fucking this pig. So, yeah, if it takes you a while and it's just like, to be honest, I don't think I could, I, that would not be a problem. I think we're actually finishing because... Yeah. I honestly don't think I could, regardless of what porn was in my eye line. <laughs> it's, the, it's the worst porn. It's just pictures. It's not even like a constant stream of porn videos. It's just pictures. But it's it's the bit where she says like, oh, and you, this has to go to completion. That like I'll be like, if if fucking a pig wasn't bad, like if I could just get in there five or six frosts and say, look, I've done it. I've done I've it. Penetrated yeah. a pig. I've done it. That would be bad enough, but the fact that you've got to keep going <laughs> until you complete. Uh, oh, let's, let's face it. I mean, we've we've all been there where you're with someone you actually want to have sex with, and it just ain't happening. So if you can't do it, then how the yeah. fuck are you can do it with a pig? Nah, mate, that's just um, yeah. I don't know if this was intended or if I just noticed it, but as the PM approaches the pig. It literally lifts his towel to give him access. <laughs> I hadn't noticed that. It does his towel start <laughs> hanging down. And as the PM saws it, it kind of curls up above. Like, yeah. It's, it's She's so... all like, hey, baby, I've been <laughs> waiting. Let me just finish eating my slops. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, on second thoughts, why don't you do me while I'm eating my slops, baby? <laughs> mm. Kinky. Kinky. Um, <laughs> My last note on this episode is a uh, big up Rory Kinnear. He's the actor that plays the Prime Minister. I think he's yes. great in this. He's also he um he plays one of Doctor Frankenstein's monsters in Penny Dreadful as well. And yeah, I re- I really liked him. He's actually they've done like a new kind of Penny Dreadful reboot. He's in that as well. And the little the couple of episodes I've seen is really good. So uh, yeah, big up Rory Kinnear. I think you're yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, as an he actor. does a really good job. We come to I chose. Uh, this was my the second of my two choices because I, I chose. Uh, what was the one I chose first of all? It was San Junipero, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, which is a uh, compared to the other episode, a lot of the other episodes, it's a very feel good episode. But I yeah. just, um, it's it's no, not. It's probably my least favorite of all Black Mirror episodes, to be honest. Oh really? It's, yeah, it's the one that I struggle to enjoy. It's probably the one that I won't ever go back and rewatch. It's huh. also the one that that's won loads of awards and is like yeah, it's, the highly critically acclaimed. Yeah, yeah, it's one it's one of my favourites. But I decided since we were going with the the pig fucker episode, um, yeah. I'd continue in a in a similar sort of um, well, not really a similar vein, but a a, a similar sort of not Tone. necessarily pleasant to watch sort of yeah. yeah. Um, and I went with Archangel, which is an episode that as a relatively new parent at the time when it came out, um, it was very much relevant to me because I was a very new parent at the time. Um, yeah, so I decided to choose that one. I then later on questioned my choice. Um, but by that point, I was already like watching the episode and, and it was yesterday. So I didn't really have time to change it. But no. um, so I have a little bit of trivia for this one. Um, first aired along with the rest of the fourth series 
on the 29th of December 2017. Uh, directed by Jodie Foster. Uh, that yeah. Jodie Foster. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that at the end. Yeah, I saw that yeah. and I was like, wait a minute, is that actually? So I looked it up and yes, it is that yeah. Jodie Foster. Um, that I have a note about that actually a little bit further in my trivia uh, as to why that, that becomes so relevant. Um, there's a poster in Sarah's room for the musician Tusk. Who yes, is, I have a note. Yeah, is, is also seen in the season three episode, Hated in the Nation. Oh, okay. I didn't, I, I didn't notice that, but my note says I got really excited when I saw a Tusk poster in Sarah's <laughs> room. Then I read the small print, and it's not yeah. a poster for the film. I did that as well. I saw that, and I was like, "Oh God, please tell me it's not for that blood." And then I was like, "Oh no, wait, no, it's not. It's a, it's a musician poster." Um, now the Jodie Foster reference to this this episode. Obviously, she directed yeah. it. Uh, Jodie Foster became a child actor at age three. And so, like Sarah, she was observed, monitored and recorded by cameras throughout her entire childhood and adolescence. So she really sort of vibed with this episode. Yeah, I bet. Um, Also, like Sarah, Foster was subjected to the obsessive attentions of at least one stalker. Although, obviously, in Jodie Foster's case, it wasn't her mother. Um, It was a, a stranger. And one of her stalkers was a mentally ill fan who tried to assassinate President Ronald Reagan in order to impress her. <laughs> yeah, that was my response. I was just like, huh, what? <laughs> that's, see, what's most worrying to me is that that's the kind of delusional mm-hmm. kind of show of love that, like, I would come up with. <laughs> Like, I need to make a big statement of intent. I need to do something that's really... No one else has ever done it before. Like, writing a fan mail is not going to cut it. I need to do something <laughs> big. And then it I'm going to assassinate a face. president for you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, I was like, I didn't know wow. this, thing. this is why trivia is my favourite, because <laughs> I always learn something every week. Um, the, the smashed tablet from this episode... Yeah. Um, appears in the season four episode uh, Black Museum. Yeah. It's one of the exhibits in the episode. There's actually, uh, looking through some of the trivia, there's actually quite a few things that make it into the Black Museum, which are references to other, yeah. other uh, episodes, come from other yeah. episodes. Um, and the beach scene, it's only quite a brief scene in this when they go to the lake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The beach scene is a direct homage to the opening scene of Jaws. Apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, okay. they have a similar. Yeah, they have a similar scene um, in Jaws where obviously the, there's a drunk couple and the girl goes out skinny dipping. The guy yeah. passes out in the beach on the beach and she gets um, jawed. Yeah. <laughs> Jaws. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen Jaws for years. I really need to watch that. That is such a good film. It is. It is a good film. Um, um, I love. One of the things I love about about Black Mirror is that it's not. It's neither a British show or an American show. It's a global show. Like from one episode to the next, you'll jump from the British prime minister to some, what appears to be some small town in suburban America. Yeah. And so I had a note about this. Do you not like it? Um, No, I, I like the idea that it does jump around all over the place. 
but what I did notice, I noticed it at the time when when uh, we, because we watched uh, season one on Channel Four, well, it was yeah. on uh, all four their online thing, um, and I noticed that when it became a Netflix production, oh, it, it suddenly got global. there was a lot more yeah. in America. I don't know whether that was a creative choice or whether it was just you know just a result of hey we're Netflix come and use our studios or what have it you. Could be- it could be budgetary it could be that like channel four gave them a certain amount of money so that's yeah fairly small but then netflix who we 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 know have got like all the fucking money they got all the money they just print their own money i think they um once they come in and the budget went up they were able to kind of go all right so we'll take this we'll, we'll go to america we'll do a few episodes there we'll do this we'll do that i think um, i think I, I preferred it when it was more locally focused i think because it had more of an impact for me it's more rela- were, relatable it was more relatable yeah i find if i'm watching something american it's easier for me to disconnect from it and view it from the outside almost rather than yeah. becoming involved okay. in it because although i know a lot about the culture and it's kind of hard not to because tv um yeah. it's easier to disconnect yourself from it and and absolutely yeah. i just i love the fact that I can't name another show where they would go, okay, this week we're doing an episode in England. Next week we're yeah. going to go do an episode here and not have it be story related. Yeah. Because there's, it's not like there's not, there's absolutely no reason why one episode you should be like in England and the next episode you should be in suburban America. So for me, there's a sense of kind of like, I've never seen this done before. I'm going to yeah. do it. It is, it is really very, it is very clever the way they've done it, and it's not, it's never addressed, is it? It is just oh, no, it's it's a whole never. bunch of stories from this, and they yeah. they happen all around the world. So, or at least they happen in America and the UK. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, isn't there one that happens in Sweden, or was there something else? Possible. It's been a while since I've gone and watched all of them. I can't remember but... whether it was an episode or whether it was a film that we watched off the back of watching this. That okay. was basically just the long Black Mirror episode. And there is a film, Bandersnatch. But... Yeah, no, I haven't seen that. Oh. I wanted to cover it, but there's no way we're going to be able to cover it because it's a choose-your-own-adventure. It's a choose-your-own-adventure, isn't it? Yeah. I've, I've seen special. I saw it once, and actually I saw it twice because I watched it once, and then I went in and made different choices the second time. <laughs> it's, it was really, really enjoyable. But um, I, we're not, see, we're not I've been no good it. with that. I've been no good with that because this is an aside. Um, I, 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 I've tried doing things like that. A lot of games these days, the the role playing ones, you have your yeah. options, and it dictates how the storyline goes and the ending you get and everything. Um, I tried doing it. Mass Effect is a is a prime example of, of a game that does that. The Mass Effect series and the old, uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic. I played okay. my first character on there was a Jedi. And you have light side and dark side options. And obviously, me being me, 99.99% of the time, I took the light side option. I am like whiter than white Jedi. Um, I am like space Jesus. And Everything you're not in real life. Everything I'm not in real life, exactly. I get to live out my fantasies. Um, And I rolled, uh, I created, uh, rolled, Christ, using my gaming parlance. I I created a new character um, for the Empire, the Sith Empire, and I was a Sith warrior. And the oh, idea right. was, I mean, I was a fucking Zabrak, so I looked like Darth Maul. And I was oh, like, okay. yes, 
I can be evil. I can do all the bad things. The first half a dozen choices I was presented with, I went with the dark side choice. Yeah. But I felt so guilty and so bad about it that from <laughs> then on, I, I found I was taking the light side or the, the morally ambiguous options. Yeah. And I was like, no, this is no good. I can't play an evil character. So I would that? still t take the same choices. So you chose time. an evil character and played him as chaos neutral. Yeah, I, 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 he was chaotic neutral at, at worst. At best, yeah. he was he was lawful good. <laughs> Which is ridiculous, because I've got some, there's some options. where it's, I've tried it with World of Warcraft as well, uh, furthering my tangent, where I've got horde characters. I'm an alliance player, and don't at me because I don't care, you horde lapdogs. Um, I, I'm, I'm alliance through and through, and I've tried playing horde characters because they have some interesting lore, and they have some interesting characters and, and races. And I'm fine. I was playing an orc at one point and it was doing really well. And I was like, yeah, I'm smashing up these bad guys. I've got a big axe. I'm like, yeah, check me out. Orcish barbarian type thing. Um, and then it got to a point where, ah, oh, you've got to go and kill some night elves because the Alliance are getting cl too close. I got halfway through that mission, abandoned the mission. And I haven't played that character since because I was like, no, I can't fight them. That doesn't feel right. I don't like it. So I can't do it. <laughs> it's absolutely I ridiculous. I tried to humanise you earlier. I think you've done a far better job of humanising yourself. <laughs> um, are, you, are you done with trivia? Uh, um, yes, that, that was the, the beach scene was my last trivia note. <laughs> Before we get into this episode, my very first note, um, I just want to take, take some time to kind of recognise the poorest character in this entire the most downtrodden character in this entire episode. I know exactly what you're going to say. That poor fucking dog spends yeah. roughly 13 years tied up in the front garden. <laughs> doesn't even have a bowl of water. <laughs> yeah, I've got a very similar note. That poor doggo just wants to play. Being yeah. chained outside all day like that, the poor thing. And we even see it proved later on when she's a teenager and yeah. she's feeding treats through the fence and he's just an adorable pup who just wants to play. Yeah. It's like, yeah. He's not growling. He's not growling the barking because he's like got beef. He's just like, please, someone play with me. I'm fucking well, bored. Yeah, exactly. At least. <laughs> Plus, it must have been bloody freezing because yeah. the whole time they're all walking around, all bundled up in coats and layers yeah. and scarves, and there's just this dog just out there, like, bitch, please, I am freezing my nuts off. I'm freezing. I'm bored. I'm dehydrated. Someone just, someone just treat me properly. <laughs> Call the RSPCA or something. <laughs> if you're going to get a dog and leave it chained up in your front garden all day, every day for 13 fucking years, do me a favour. Don't get a dog. Go and get a cheese grater and rub it on your genitals. Oh, well, you've heard it here. Yeah. <laughs> there aren't many things that get my goat. There are two things in this episode. That's one of them. And the other one we'll get to in a minute. <laughs> There's something that got my goat, but we'll get to it at the end. Um, I haven't got much other notes before the grandfather's heart attack. So if you've got some at the beginning. Uh, i got loads. Go. I, I got carried away with notes for this one. Um, so at the beginning, we, we see, uh, is it Ellie? Isn't it her mum? Uh, Marie, I think. Is it Marie? Marie, I don't yeah. know. I Marie. refer to her as the mum in all my notes. And then okay. I think I saw the name Marie in the credits. Yeah. All right. We'll refer to her as the mum. We, we see the mum, she's getting a C-section. And the, the surgeon doing the, the C-section-ness 
it's giving all this information and like a running commentary. Oh, and I'm moving yeah. the bladder and I've done this and I've done that. I've been through a C-section, obviously not me personally, but I was pleasant, present for a C-section. I have no recollection that I didn't get that sort of running commentary and, and information. <laughs> I, what the fuck? I mean, it may just be different in the UK compared to what they do in the US. Although there is there is a big caveat to this. At the point where I was sitting through this C-section, I'd been awake for about 46 hours. <laughs> so it's entirely possible they were talking to me and giving me all this information. All I remember is there was a lot of blood. There was a clear plastic bag, which I think was a bad choice. And they were listening to uh, Heart FM disco classics through the night because it was at like fucking 2 a.m. or something ridiculous like that. Didn't um, you live tweet the birth of your child for 48 hours? I didn't live tweet it. Um, I retweeted. I tweeted a lot of the stuff because I was there 46 bloody hours and I had nothing to do. You know, I wasn't giving birth or anything. I was literally just sat there like listening to Amy make cow noises while she was having... Um, what do they call it? Not convulsions. Contractions. Uh, Contractions, that's it. <laughs> Fucking convulsions. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I and I was I was tweeting it because I knew there were a lot of people that were sort of like, oh my god, you got let us know when it happens, let us know what's happening, blah blah blah. So I was like, well, the easiest way for me to do that is to put it on social media. So I'm not sending out group texts or updating. Yeah, because, I wasn't, because I wasn't... your family, the ones that really <laughs> wanted the updates, they're all they're all following you on Twitter, aren't they? Well, that's why I couldn't live tweet it because my dad had made me, my dad had threatened me <laughs> um, with horrible things if I tweeted about the birth before I spoke to them. So I okay. couldn't actually live tweet it. Plus, after 46 hours, I could barely even speak, let alone tweet. <laughs> to be fair, um, Lou will appreciate that because my mum was hassling me the other day, like, Lou's not been in work. Lou's not been in work. No one knows where he is. Will you reach out to him and find him? So I literally texted him. I was like, um, my mum is really worried. Like, you're not at work. Apparently, no one knows where you are. And he just texts back, I'm holding my son. And I was like, oh, congratulations. Obviously. <laughs> and then I, so I tell my mum, and she's like, picture, picture. picture I need a picture. picture. So yeah. I hassled him, and I got a picture. And I said to him, like, can I post this? And he was like, um, no. No, <laughs> you because I will get in trouble as many family members have not seen him yet. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so hold off. So I had to wait till the evening when he posted, and then I got to post my little congratulations message. <laughs> Seriously, if people, I, I've said this to my family on many occasions because they're all like, "Oh, you didn't, you didn't phone, blah blah blah." It's like I see you every week anyway, so I'm not just gonna phone. And they're like, "Oh, well, so and so happened, and you didn't tell me that." It's like, well. No, because, you know, I put it on my Insta, on my Twitter, or I put it on my Facebook. <laughs> you want to know what's happening. But people, like, they ask me, like, oh, I saw you went to so-and-so yesterday. You didn't tell me you were going there. It's like, well, why would I? Yeah. You know, you don't tell me everywhere you're going. Oh, but I like to know. Right, if you want to know what's happening in my day-to-day -day life, just the, the, the shit I'm just doing on a daily basis, follow this me on social Twitter media. Twitter app. Yeah, yeah, this yeah the just Twitter the Twitter app. app. Follow yeah. me. You only have to follow one account. My dad ended up following me. Um. Because he got so fed up with finding out things, you know, sort of like secondhand that I'd been doing, he followed me on Twitter so that he could see what I was getting up to. And it, then he <laughs> told me about that. He was like, "Well, no." It's like when you don't live at home. I mean, I know it's going to be difficult for you to to appreciate. <laughs> oh fuck you! I I live independently for uh -huh. many years. Well, when you when you're not living at home, you go fact, out. And I you, think I moved out of home before you did. The first time. The first time? Uh, 
when I moved to Guildford or when I moved to the, the old house uh, by the town. Going to uni doesn't count because I did that as well. And then we both came back and moved back you, with our parents. Didn't you, uh, what's the word, commute? Uh, yeah, only, well, I commuted back at the weekends. Yeah. yeah. But I only did that. I only did that because we had rehearsals. We had band rehearsals on the Saturday. So I had to come back at the weekend just to rehearsal. Yeah. The entire year I was there, I had to come back every weekend for gigs and band rehearsals. Exactly, you see. Um, Which, but when, when you're living, oh, when, you, when you're an adult, <laughs> when, <laughs> when, you're on, when, you, when you're an adult and you live in your own life, especially when you've got your own family, you go out and you do stuff and you don't text you, your aunt, your uncle, your nan, your granddad, even your mum and dad. Oh, I'm going to Sainsbury's today. Oh, we're going off. We're going to the zoo today. You don't, you don't just do that. It's so called if, a WhatsApp group. You just you just drop a message in there in the morning and go about your business. Well, it's I have a WhatsApp group now, but at the time we didn't. <laughs> oh, I couldn't think of anything worse than having, like, I've got, obviously, I've got a family WhatsApp with my mum and my brother, but I couldn't think of anything worse than having a family WhatsApp with the rest <laughs> of my family. <laughs> oh, no, mine's, mine's, I, I WhatsApp basically <laughs> my sister, and my sister passes it on to my mum because the two of them, they're, they're basically joined at the hip. Um, so um, um, your sister tells me she's she's heard that you've uh, you've ordered a, a personalised dragon dildo. <laughs> <laughs> she heard it on your on your two bit podcast. Can you? Yeah, no, your, little, your funny little your recording thing that you do that you and yeah. Steve do that fake radio <laughs> show that you do. Yeah. You know? <laughs> she also said something about you how you're fucking all the straight white men in the world like. Is there something you is there something you need to tell me? See, we're losing out. We're losing out on listeners here because you know I could just send this link out to to my family and say, "Hey guys, listen to this." I'm going to pay them not to listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I ban my mum, and uh, I told my brother this is probably not not something he's interested in. In fact, the other day I can't come walking downstairs with a big smile on my face, and they're both like, "What are you so happy about?" And I was just like, oh, <laughs> "I'm just waiting for the world to hear." I'm excited for the world to hear me um, suggest banning the word slot on the podcast. <laughs> and they both looked at me like, what? Why? Why are you doing that? Why? And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> you've heard it out of context, okay? Yeah, you have <laughs> to not... listen to the con- you have to listen to the podcast to understand most of what we're saying. <laughs> Trust me, and they just gave me that look of like, you truly are the black sheep of this family. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's let's swerve back on course here. Um, I have a note here, which I have. This is the other thing that really it grinds my gears okay. so much. So I've written this all in caps. Um, it's from the scene where the mum takes Sarah to the park. Tell your oh, child yeah. not to climb up the fucking slide. Slides off are going down, not climbing up. Okay? Did you not climb up a single slide when you were a kid? I'm a parent now. It's do as I say, not as I did. That's no way to. That's no way to govern your children. I children don't need up to learn how to make their own mistakes. Which no. is my overall thing of this episode is children need to learn to make their own mistakes because that way they learn from them. They're not they learning do. if you're just telling them not to do it or no, watching no, their every can, move. You can climb up a slide, no problem. That's not the fucking point. You can do it, and that. You're not learning anything except how to climb up a sheet metal slide. Um, that's not what slides are for. It stops people trying to slide down the slide. And then I've seen it before when we've been to like these big soft play places, right? And there'll be some 
fucktard parent who is basically like they're paid for for two hours in the soft play. So that's two hours where they sit there with their mates and they completely ignore the fact that they have a child. Their child oh, yeah. is running riot, that's and they're climbing. Soft plays for right? No, that's <laughs> because they are still your for. responsibility. From and my experience of not being a parent, but as an <laughs> onlooker, that's what soft plays for. That's what bringing your kid to your face for for a visit. That's what <laughs> taking your kid anywhere where there's somebody else that might be interested in your kid is for. <laughs> So you don't have to look, watch I mean, them because everyone else will do it for you. That's what grandparents are for, to be fair. You take the kid to the grandparents, the grandparents look after it so that you don't, they parents, so you don't have to. Um, plus, they, they get, oh, you seem, you seem to have frozen. Oh, there we go, you're back again. Um, they, they get nostalgic because it's like, oh, I remember when I used to parent. So you let them do that. It's, it's good for them. They get to relive their youth. Um, but I've seen it before. So you've got this child who is off running rampant. Um, and it happened oh, a couple of years ago. There's this massive slide in a, in a local soft play thing. And this child is climbing up it. Now, the staff, are making reg- the staff aren't allowed to go in and interact with the children. So they're making regular announcements. Uh, this is a reminder that, you know, children remain the responsibility of their parents at all times. Please tell your children not to climb up the slides, only to slide down them. And the parents are ignoring this. The child is ignoring this. Some other kid comes down the slide... Wipes out this child climbing up it. Both kids are are crying. Then the parents of the child who was climbing up the slide start going mental at this other child because they knocked their kid over. And it's like, your child was climbing up the fucking slide. You need to take that kid home. Yeah, your child broke the rule. I don't know if this reference will mean anything to you, but it's a scene in Mallrats where Brody gets on his high horse and he's just like, the kid is on the fucking escalator again. again. <laughs> Another year passes that some cut only read some report about some kid getting killed on an escalator. I just got visions of you at the soft play just being just with a Dixie cup in one hand, just like the kid <laughs> climbing up this slide again. It's that's one of those things that like I said before, there aren't many things that, that will immediately push my button. That is one of them. So don't do it. And it really pisses me off in this program that, that she just immediately her kid goes over to the slide, starts climbing it, looks back at her mum as if to say, are you going to stop me? And her mum's just like, and just lets her, oh, no, no. Do you know, there's a few things in this that really grind my gears. And I'm going <laughs> to jump to one of these notes now since we're on it. The scene when the mum is working and whilst talking to a patient, she pulls out her phone and has one eye on that sums up modern life perfectly it's like <laughs> you can't even wait one more minute to give the respect to your patient you pull yeah. out your phone and you're half talking to him half scrolling on your phone at the same time yeah this re-fucking specful mm-hmm. yes it's like when people have one headphone in and they don't take it out when they're talking to you <laughs> i find that really it's like you're not you're not paying attention to me you've still got your fucking headphone in you're still listening <laughs> to something that's disrespectful. fucking spectral. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, my next note is, you know, I said uh, earlier, I then questioned why I chose this episode. Oh, yeah. My next note is immediately on, is, is on exactly that. Um, the missing child scene in this makes me profoundly uncomfortable to the point where whilst watching it, I was like, 
why did I choose this episode? I know I don't like this bit of the episode. Why did I? Why? And I can't watch anything like that. Now I've got a kid, missing children, anything like that. I'm like, no, I'm out. I, I just cannot engage <clears> with it. I have, I have two weirdnesses when it comes to kids. So anybody that listens to this podcast knows that I'm a massive true crime fan. Mm-hmm. But I cannot listen to an episode of a podcast, watch a documentary, anything, if it's about kids. Mm. So much so that, like, we, um, me and a friend of mine worked our way through all of Criminal Minds, right, every season on DVD. And I, it made me really uncomfortable to watch any episode where a kid got kid went missing and I had to find a kid yeah. I can't it's just yeah it's beyond me when it comes to kids and true crime I'm like I'm out but the other thing is and I never noticed this until I think it was till I was around Stacy when Stacy had a child I can't deal with people who have naked children <laughs> <laughs> like my brother like because my brother's a father now. Oh, my brother's been a father for a while. Like mm. Stacy's, um, Stacy and Ash are parents. Like there, you're a parent. There, are, like there are people in my life that are parents, and I can't. I just can't deal with being in the same room or being around the. When they're like, it not it's not just it when a nappy <laughs> changing time because that's obvious. It's just like when they're like, oh, the kid's thrown up over itself. We'll take his clothes off and it'll run around yep. in this nappy. I'm just like. Not for me. Not for me. It's <laughs> me really uncomfortable. Really uncomfortable. I can't deal with it. And everyone says to me, what are you going to do when you have a kid? And I'm just like, have you met me? My sole mission in life is to never become a parent. It's <laughs> it's one of those things. I, yeah, I was just like, I, naked kids. Oh, it wasn't something I encountered a great deal in my life. Um, because most people that I know had kids have kind of had kids after me. Yeah. Um, but it was just like, was like no, I'd, I'd really rather not. But I think once you have a child, up to once you've had a child, other people's children up to a certain age, you're just kind of like, yeah, I remember doing that. And it's just like, oh, you need to change them. Go ahead. There's the floor. You know, oh, your child's taking their top off. They're running around their pants. You just don't care because you, it's I, don't. It's, I, I, I don't think if you ever had a child of your own, I think your attitudes to that would change because... It's like a, it's almost like a, like a switch being flicked. Listen, I know, care. I, I know if I ever had the misfortune of having a child myself, <laughs> the second that child was born and I had it in my arms, I would be so totally in love. <laughs> and I would, you just don't care about things like that. <laughs> I would uproot heaven and earth to make sure that that child is happy, and I would do anything for that child. I, <laughs> I know because the minute I to custody of a dog i became, <laughs> I became like super like the dog is my number one priority um <laughs> but as i don't think i'll ever be in that position it's called putting out ladies ladies and gentlemen that's what facials are for ah it um, goes with the catholic method i see yeah facials <laughs> um yeah i can't i just can't there's a really uncomfortable feeling comes over me when the kids like even semi-naked and i just, I, yeah, I just have to leave the room i'm making a stand this is i'm not i'm just really uncomfortable i can't be there next time you come around i'm just gonna lock you and cody in a room with him just in his pants <laughs> just chasing you around the living room <laughs> please don't because he don't. loves doing that I, i've got downstairs it's like 
obviously at the moment, like he's been off school for fucking months because of the bloody lockdown, and he's now yeah. on his summer holidays. So, like, I'll come down. In fact, I think right now he sat downstairs on the sofa. Uh, he was watching something on the Xbox earlier when I went down. Just sat there in his pants. <laughs> he loves doing that. If the weather's warm, that's it. He's just like, well, you'll sit there every evening. And, like, he sat there watching TV, and all of a sudden his T-shirt comes off, his trousers come off. What are you doing? Taking my clothes off. <laughs> Why? Because reasons, Daddy. And it's like... <laughs> oh, so, so he argues like you. Yes, <laughs> just just reasons. Yes, he has learned from me very yeah. well, and he's just like because reasons. Yeah, but what reasons? Because I am daddy. <laughs> Fine, I've given up arguing. I don't care. Just Jesus. shut up. <laughs> Talking to your child sounds like my experience of making this podcast and trying <laughs> to make positive changes in the world. He is just a smaller version of me. Yeah, a lot um, of people have commented on that the way he talks. <laughs> yeah. I please don't ever put me in that position with Cody because <laughs> I do like to think that me and Cody have actually got got a nice little relationship going on. I don't want that to be. I don't ever want to be put in a position where I can't look him in the eye ever again. <laughs> I mean, you could get down into your boxes, and the two of you could just. Oh run away. no 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 no! <laughs> <laughs> See, you're I making did... this weird. You're making this weirder than it is. <laughs> I... I live with a woman and wouldn't walk around the house in my, just my boxes. You know, I, I, mean? love, I, I love how, uh, noble listeners, you can't see this, but he looks profoundly uncomfortable right now. <laughs> just, just talking oh. about this. He just looks so, I can see he's getting nervous and everything. <laughs> I, I don't like it. Let's move on. Watch All right, I'll stop, I'll stop bullying you. Um, uh, I'll, Pass my love on to Cody, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I will. He did actually mention you the other day, but... Um, <laughs> where's the big nose freak I don't see him <laughs> no we said something we were talking about like you know our friends that we haven't seen in forever um and i mentioned a couple of people he's like oh no i don't remember that one and i was like yeah i like steve we yeah. played together and i was like yeah so, so you remember that <laughs> there was a period of time where like we'd come around to your house on a saturday night but like, like every couple of months quite consistently and yeah. I'd lose the first couple. I'd stay sober for the first couple of hours of the evening and let all <laughs> the adults do their thing. And I'd just be on the floor playing with Cody, having the time yeah. of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never. Well, please don't remember that. So. <laughs> I will never have a kid of my own. But I think Stacey appreciates this as well. That, like, if somebody else has a kid, I'm like, let's go. Let's play. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you can give them back afterwards oh absolutely right no go uh, yeah onto notes um so this is <laughs> moving straight on to something um quite deep why would anyone think that filtering out the bad stuff is a good idea i mean, um, i just i don't get it i don't get it either but at the same time it's all about kids growing up too quickly right that's that's the what yeah. I took from it was we live in in this when put it this way like there's when we were kids the closest you got to the closest we got to seeing a naked woman was basically if you found an old like adult magazine in the woods in the woods yeah because <laughs> they were always there I don't know yeah. I don't know if somebody just went round to the woods and just left a few Porn, adult porno magazines. mag fairies yeah porno mag fairies a very modern phenomena <laughs> but that is the the closest we come now the second a kid gets a mobile phone all they gotta do is go on the internet and learn how to spell porn <laughs> and they can see anything yeah 
like kids these days grow up a lot like i grew up very naive it wasn't till like when i started senior school i was like my mind was blown by some of the shit that people were telling me i was so naive and sheltered as a kid that's probably why i turned out such a fucking foul-mouthed freak (laughs) making Um, up for lost time which had kind of plays itself out in this episode in a way um yeah so but kids these days parent but if you could if you could kind of shelter your kid from certain things Mm. until you find until you think they're old enough to maturely understand what's going on yeah i think i've I've got a i've got like a longer note at the end but this ties into a part of it very nicely it's i can i can empathize with the mum at least to begin with because yeah. you know the idea of, of of losing your child is utterly terrifying. It's the sort of thing that keeps parents awake at night. Um, and I'd consider having some sort of system where I could track to see where Cody is. You know, some yeah, sort of GPS implant or something. Yeah. Um, uh, but the, the the filtering as as parents, you you want to shield your kid. You want to shield them from the the, the inherent nastiness of the world around them, um, and the, all the unpleasant stuff. But you you can't do it forever and you can't shield them from everything. It's not just, it's not only because it's physically impossible to shield them from everything unpleasant because unpleasantness is inherent in the world around us. Um, But also because if you do, um, they uh, results in a damaged human being. I mean, this episode shows that very nicely. Sarah is is deeply mentally damaged by the filtering and and the constant surveillance. Um, And we see it with celebrities who are, you know, child celebrities who are, are are constantly in the spotlight, and their every action is scrutinised and photographed and replicated. You know, ad infinitum. So it, it, you kind of miss you, the person grows up missing a piece of themselves if they're if they're too sheltered, because they never get to experience these things, and then they sort of hit adulthood, and they escape from under the they they escape from under the apron sort of thing, and they don't know how to handle shit no. they don't know how to handle all the stuff that they that is suddenly going on around them that isn't nice because they've never had to deal with it and if parents lose an an opportunity for like teaching moments as well yeah in a way of like if you if your kid sees something and they shouldn't say then you have an opportunity to sit down in a very mature way and explain to them what it is what the pros of it are what the cons of it are mm. and kind of how it fits into society right but if your kid's discovering these things on their own or their friends are showing them, I've got a note. I'm going to jump forward to a note <laughs> in a minute. If their friends are showing them, they don't have that context. No. And I'm just going to jump straight to this note because I think it says it perfectly. My favorite scene is where Trick introduces Sarah to the internet. Yeah. I'm sure this happens on playgrounds all over the country. And then there's a quote. They can't make babies that way. They have to do it differently. <laughs> yeah. But we as the viewer are assuming that they're doing anal or he's face fucking her or something like that yeah. but for all intents and purposes they could be having just normal absolutely missionary standard prudish sex and yeah. the kids just doesn't know what he's talking about maybe the kid thinks it is anal that causes pregnancy so you know what i mean there's a certain as a parent you sh- surely you have a certain kind of moment where you're like oh this is a teaching moment i can teach yeah. them I can put it in context and I can explain it to them in a mature way so that 
They don't go right, up yeah. a misconception of, of something. I mean, yeah. you and Cody have the kind of relationship that I don't think, as much as it's what I'm about to say makes me fucking giggle, I don't think it'll <laughs> ever happen. The, the idea of Cody getting his first mobile, mobile phone and being in the playground, being like, look, have you ever heard of Chatterbait? My dad's got a channel. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think the two of you, like, have the kind of relationship where you could be like, oh no, Cody, this is just like, give it him a mature kind of explanation to it and with yeah. context, and he would understand it. So, um, right, the grandfather's heart attack yeah. is where the mom truly buys into Archangel, right? She's, I, I got the impression she's kind of iffy about it, and then he has the heart attack, she uses it, yeah, she that, sees that it, really sells her on it, and that's when she's like, oh. This is a miracle. Like he would have died if I hadn't, if yeah. I hadn't seen this. So I'm in completely 100% in from this point onwards. My note on that on that scene was uh, that, that Grandpa really needs to get himself on those medical alert buttons. Oh, like a bracelet thing. or like a, a necklace thing. Yeah. Yeah, because relying on a three year old to raise the alarm when you have a heart attack is dicey at best. Because <laughs> if she didn't have that archangel thing, he'd have died. He'd be dead. Yeah. Um, Actually, so, on the note of the, the old man, his yeah. mug, the pug mug, yeah, which I can't say without it sounding ridiculous. Now, I was looking into that. I, I kept watching that. Does that hold any symbolic meaning? Or is it just so that when the mum goes and puts the tablet upstairs, she puts it in the loft at one point, um, we can see it's to show that she's putting it away with all the other sentimental things from her past? Because... She opens up the box and it's clearly got yeah. her dad's stuff in it because it's got the pug mug and then she puts it in there. I was looking for some deeper symbology, but I think that's just all it is. So that it, I think it's just, I think it's a visual sign that he's dead. Yeah. That he didn't make it this far. So yeah. basically they're saying like he didn't make it this far. Um, so we've, we've kept the mug because that's a, that's a nice nostalgic reminder, yeah. but we're going to keep it somewhere where it doesn't, constantly I really like both agent transitions the swing and the walking past the dog mm. like I, I like the fact that they gave you a visual kind of a visual version of the agent rather than just like we didn't six cop years out later. Say six years later yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Rorschach pictures have changed haven't they though yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it kind of cuts away, and he's like, "What about this one?" And I'm like, "No, cut back! I want to see. I want to see what the picture is." Yeah, I like that scene because it's kind of like, uh, "Oh, congratulations on making your daughter a sociopath." Yeah, <laughs> and, and then like, when she says, "I did this to her," it's like, "Yes, yes, you did. No, you you fucked up your daughter." No, my favorite bit in that scene is when she's like, "Is this an autism thing?" No, you crazy woman. It's a put a you put a chip in a fucking head thing. Is what this is. <laughs> Just because you've heard about autism doesn't mean you can blame your actions on fucking autism. <laughs> is she is she on the spectrum? No, no. You just fucked her up with a chip that lets you see through her eyes. Uh, I had to look up. They they mentioned uh, at the beginning when 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 they put the thing in, and they mm. said, oh yeah, uh, it detects a cortisol spike in her system. <laughs> Yeah. I had to look up what cortisol is and for some reason I didn't write it in my written up notes but I have it here you can see in my this is my book for oh it's fucking up my camera this is my the 
notebook I write all my stuff in. Cortisol is a stress hormone produced by the adrenal glands. It's part of the body's fight or flight reaction. Okay, so there you go. Yeah. A little bit of biology there. Um, and I had a note related to the, the cortisol thing, which is why I can't understand why I didn't write it up in my proper notes and why I just left it in the book. Um, now, they do that, the, the demo thing, when she's when she's showing her how the tablet works after she's got the implant and she shows the filter. Yeah. Uh, and I, I scribbled this down. The commander's cortisol levels would not have spiked if he'd watched that little clip of the soldier shooting. He'd oh, probably no, have just like assumed it was a video. Xbox, yeah, I was, I was like, he'd have just assumed it was a video game and then asked if he could play it with me. <laughs> I'm not sure what that says about my parenting, but yeah, that's that's how Cody would have dealt with it. Daddy, can I play this? Is this on Roblox? <laughs> I watched him play that Roblox game one, one night and I know I'm old. And I know I'm not into computer games, but I couldn't make head nor tail of it. But oh, he, he was having a great time. He knew he's exactly got, what was going on. He's got me and his mum hooked on it. Oh, really? There's a, oh. there's a tower defense game on there. And he started playing it. And I like tower defense games. I've been playing them for years. And he managed to get Amy into it. And then they were like, oh, well, you should play it as well. And we discovered, I posted a thing about this on Instagram the other day. Um, it's got cross-platform support. Oh, yeah, I remember. Basically means that he's playing it on the Xbox. Amy's playing it on the PC. I've downloaded the mobile client and I'm playing it on my phone. And all three of us are playing the game together, which was I thought was really cool because it's the first time we've been able to do that, get all three of us in a game together like that. Um, and, yeah, he's got us hooked on it. We, we were playing it last night. I was like, I come in from training and I was like, I'm going to have a shower. And he was like, Daddy, we're about to, me and Mummy are about to play a game together. Do you want to? I was like, okay go on then <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I should be upstairs that. showering getting ready for bed but yeah no I'll play a game instead <laughs> um, in the middle section of the episode mm. is Sarah really old enough to walk two miles to school on her own yeah I questioned that as well like with the archangel I can understand it because you can watch everything and you can be there in Track a couple her of minutes and, yeah. if like some crackhead decides to, he wants to rape her or something yeah, because it's clearly not an affluent neighbourhood, is it? It's not no. the sort of place I'd want my kid walking around on their own. Yeah, I, I kind of questioned whether, like, you're like, we're finally going to take this um, this security measure away, but you can still walk through this, like, horrible yeah. rundown neighbourhood on your own <laughs> at your age to school for two miles. And it plays out when, like, she gets scared of the dog and almost gets run, run over. Yeah. I'm just like... No, you should be walking her to... I suppose that, that, that's another thing in this. The the mum kind of stops parenting and just starts monitoring. Yeah. Because she does. She stops using the Archangel. And at this point, she seems to have completely forgotten how to actually parent without the Archangel. So she just doesn't do it. It's like she feeds her daughter. She, I'm assuming, dresses her and cleans her and what have you. But it's like, I'm not going to walk you to school. No. Off you go. Yeah. It's like, um, no, you, you should be walking her. Yeah. <laughs> It's just um, like, yeah, it's it's an odd thing. Um, if I was Sarah, the minute I decided I wanted to start banging and experimenting <laughs> with drugs, I would find the tablet and keep it in my handbag at all times. Yes. Is that just me well, being shady or is that just like the smart well, thing Or at the very do? least, wear a blindfold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because seriously, I mean... Mm. Yeah, I, that would be the, I would. I would have scoured the minute I was like, 
right, I think I'm old enough to start doing these things and I want to start experimenting <laughs> with all this stuff. I would have scoured that house until I found that fucking tablet and I would yeah. have made sure it was on my person at all times so I would could guarantee absolutely no one else would be seeing what I was seeing. <laughs> yeah. That was a rookie error to just leave it, to just go about your business and hope that your mum doesn't watch her. I've got I've got a couple of a couple of notes on on the tablet itself, right now. Yeah. Obviously, I'm coming at this from an IT background. First one, no way did that tablet, which is not in any kind of protective case and is not shown to be repaired, upgraded, or replaced at any point, keep working and stay that clean all that bloody time. Now, mobile phones are a prime example, especially this one because it's my new one and it's fucking huge. It's basically a tablet that fits in my pocket. Um, mobile phones. The battery on them lasts maybe two and a half years and then yeah. that's it. You know, it's it's knackered. You need to charge it twice a day just to get through the, a regular fucking day. She's using this tablet all the time to live stream high definition video and track GPS signals. The battery on that thing, when she digs it back out of the box, boom, as soon as she turned it on. Yeah. Second point. Oh, no, she plugs she, it in, don't she? Yeah, she plugs it in for like a second. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, it powers yeah. it doesn't on. doesn't have that annoying... 10 minute battery. 10 minute where you got to wait like you since it's got enough charge. Yeah. Although, if it's an Android, then it can do that. Androids will as soon as you plug them in, power oh, up. Okay, move um, on. <laughs> um, the other thing is, it's been in a box since the girl was like, what, five, six years yeah. old? We now find out she's like 15. So, so it's been years. sat in a box. So 10 years it's been sat there. Have you ever turned on a device that's been sat in a box for 10 years? No. But I've, I've got a tablet. that well. I've got a tablet in my workshop. If I turn that off for a fucking week and turn it back on, it then spends like an hour updating and resynchronizing everything. Uh, and that's only after a bloody week. That thing's been turned off for like 10 years. There's going to be updates. There's going to be a whole new patches. The operating system will need replacing. It just You wouldn't be able to use it for three days whilst it sorted itself out. No way would you just plug it in and instantly be able to start seeing streaming live stream video from her daughter's eyeballs bull shit <laughs> is it yeah. me or does the mum freak out way too quickly i understand yeah. that parents freak out but surely you would drive home and check the house before calling everybody on your before phone before you started calling everyone's mum to find out yeah it's yeah she does but again it's, it's a weird i think she's she almost damages herself yeah by using the archangel because she becomes so dependent on it that the moment something goes awry and she's not got that system there to fall back on, she does immediately leap into panic mode and is phone like I said, phoning up everyone's mum. So, oh, are they there? Where are they? Have you seen them? Uh, um, so she doesn't just damage her daughter. She's also damaged herself using this bloody system, which is uh, the addiction thing I alluded to earlier. She's clearly, yeah. she's addicted to that tablet and to being able to watch everything, which is why, the second something goes wrong, her first instinct is to run, power up the tablet against yep. all kind of rules of technology, <laughs> as you just as you just stated. And then suddenly she's back on it, and then she can't put it down again. Once once yeah, she's kind she, of once she's gone back, dragon she, again, she can't put it down. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I have a slightly more light-hearted note here. Um, after she's fired up the tablet and she's she's seen yeah. her daughter doing the making the beast with two backs, um, and she's then tracking her, seeing her get closer to the house. Her mum watching her get closer to the house is just like me 
watching the delivery driver from Pizza Hut getting closer and closer on the app <laughs> so that so that I can make sure that when they arrive, I'm sat on the sofa looking relaxed, watching the TV rather than like staring out the window, salivating <laughs> as I wait for my food to arrive like the greedy fuck that I am. Because it's like by the door, just <laughs> waiting to open it. <laughs> we all did uh, the other night. We ordered Chinese food. And every time a car went past, I'm like, oh, no, that's not it. Wait, wait, is that it? Is that it? No, that's not it. And then one pulled up and I was like, oh, it's here. Wait, sit down, sit down. Don't look, don't look. Yeah. Just, oh, oh. I don't know. And you do the thing where it's like, where, where our, our sofa is, you can see the front door through the yeah. living room window. Um, so as soon as the guy pulls up, I can see him. I can see him get out. I can see him go to his back seat, get out the bag of food, walking up the door. And then I'm like, no, 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 no. He can see me. Yeah. ignoring him until i hear the doorbell ring and then i'm like oh that must be dinner <laughs> and it's like i know you're there and if it's from like uh pizza or something you can track the driver in the app yeah. so it's like yeah i know exactly when you left i know you're outside because i'm watching it but i'm just gonna pretend oh oh is that dinner <laughs> yeah that bit made me laugh thinking during during that comparison <laughs> um trip has such an ego when he tells Sarah, you don't have to talk like that for me. <laughs> Maybe trip. You're just doing a shit job. Maybe <laughs> she's just giving you constant updates like CNN and the Weather Channel. Or maybe she just wants to get fucked harder. It's not yeah, all about you. She's not doing a good enough job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what a time for her mom to switch it on was when she's like, fuck me harder. Oh God, yeah, I know. It's, it's like there's bad timing, and then there's that. That is something else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the flaming horse Sarah puts on Trip's van. What wants to put wants on Trip's to put van? On there. Yeah, it's fucking awful. <laughs> You're about to tell me that you want one, right? No, I, I, I wouldn't put that on there. I've seen worse on cars. I've seen worse on vans, particularly in the the good old US of A, out in the colonies where taste is a rare, rare thing. Um, I, of... I don't, don't think it's horrible. It would look good on like a a Trans Am or something like that. Some kind of American muscle car, like a Mustang, something a black Mustang with that on the side. I could see that working. But right. his shitty electric van, mm, no. It no, kind no. of it reminded me, and you'll love this. You don't love this show, but you'll love this reference. <laughs> In season six of Buffy, right? She's up against these three geeks. <laughs> they're her like big bad these three geeks and um like the non-alpha the two beta geeks um, <laughs> got this van and they decide to uh, they decide to paint the death star on the side of this van but not the death star it's the death star from return of the jedi where it's half built <laughs> yeah like that wouldn't be conspicuous whatsoever it's just yeah it just because he says something like oh no i need to you know it wouldn't it wouldn't look good like i'm i need to stay inconspicuous and it just took me straight back to them <laughs> driving around this van with a half death star on the side I'll tell you, yeah. I, will, I will say one thing for having a conspicuous vehicle i i as you well you've been in my car with me before when i've done uh some creative driving um I did find with one of my previous cars, which had the delivery on it for the Essex Ghostbusters, had all of our social media, our contact details, and yeah. was a very conspicuous vehicle. It did make me 
a better driver, made me a more conscientious driver because oh yeah, because if I drove like an ass hat, I could be called out on social media, and it wasn't me. It wasn't. Oh, my you're worried about social media. You're not worried about someone calling the police and being like, "Exo One has been driving crazy <laughs> all over Harlow." No, it was just like if I drove like a dick, um, then you know they could call me out. I don't care. But it was the fact that it was the group's reputation that was then at risk. So I drove a lot more. I had to drive more sensibly and more conscientiously. I was uh, I was just a better driver whilst whilst I was driving a, a liveried vehicle than I am normally. So there is something to be said about that. <laughs> so another thing in this episode that in the real world really grinds my gears <laughs> is kind of summed up in this note. Trip is actually quite a nice guy. Hmm. It just goes to show how remedial it is when parents villainize a friend or partner of their child based on fragments of knowledge and no context. Yeah. She yeah. sees like a couple of uh, just like she she's, she sees them having sex and she assumes that he's taken advantage of her when she's the one that's basically kind of seduced him. Then yeah. she sees um, she sees Sarah do the line of coke, which she assumes he's put her up to. Yeah. When really he said, no, 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 this is he's, not he's, for you. Yeah, he's advocated against it. Yeah, but, and then yeah. she and then she does what all women do and she finally gets her way around him. And like she gets the <laughs> line of coke. But the mum only sees these couple of fragments and then just completely villainizes him. And I've that that's something that I've seen played out many, many oh, yeah. times. Yeah. I'm it's, just it's... grateful that your parents didn't jump to conclusions the first like fifty times or turned up to your house. <laughs> I think, to be honest, at that point, they were just grateful to see me making friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to say I was a quiet nerd uh, uh, as a as a young teenager would be a massive, massive understatement. <laughs> but when that friend turns up to your house smelling like he's just hung out with Snoop Dogg. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? They, yeah, but they were both quite sheltered. I don't think either of them at that point recognized the smell. And by the time they did, you'd already ingratiated yourself with them. And they were like, well, you know, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> if he's smoking a bit of weed, well, it could be worse. Yeah, he could be an arsehole. Bad. He's not fucking <laughs> No, we saved that for the podcast years. Uh, um, the bit when the mom uses Tripp's face to track him down just reminds me of a high tech version of Catfish. Oh, yeah. Well, that. It, <laughs> You can do that now. Do a reverse image search on yeah, stuff. Yeah, so I mean, I've done on every it, yeah. episode of Catfish. They find yeah. a picture and they do a re- reverse image search on that picture. It just that's all I could think of. I was watching the entire scene. Was <laughs> oh, neither Max can do this. This yeah. is nothing. <laughs> that's probably where she got the idea from. Yeah. The the time frame for this episode is weird because especially like in, in the in the latter part, you know, the, the early parts you can see maybe it, it's sort of like. Most of it suggests that it's mid '80s, sort of yeah. that sort of era. If you look at, because you look at like the the houses, the clothing, right the way through, um, the the actual uh, setting, the that. clothing, the the the, uh, the the schools, the houses, all of that is sort yeah. of like mid '80s esque, mid '80s like small town rundown America. But then, like she's a child in like the early eighties and they've got some technology that we don't have now in 2020. Yeah. And then in the later part of the episode where, the, when she's like in her teens, um, there's a real clash of, of like time, time frames because everything still looks like it's the mid eighties for the most part. Yeah. 
but they've got technology like the electric cars and all their snazzy smartphones and shit like that. Which, when she's in class and they, instead of having a blackboard, they got a massive got screen. A massive interactive, thinking, yeah. yeah. And it's like that that really, really clashes against the other because one thing doesn't seem to have moved on in 20 years and the other seems to have leapt forward by about 30 years. I would say that's a hallmark of not all Black Mirror because the other episode we've talked about today doesn't, mm. doesn't is not technology-based whatsoever. No. But a lot, like one of the the fundamental themes of a lot of black mirror is like it's kind of meant to be near future like yeah. it's meant to be reminiscent of now or rem- reminiscent enough that you can be like oh i recognize that yeah but then there'll be some kind of future tech that goes awry so yeah i kind of just i just kind of lumped it in with like I oh think- it's just this is the part that's the kind of design the premise of the show right i just i mean i get i yeah, it's always to me been set in sort of uh, the the next ten to fifteen years is sort of the time yeah. frame for most of Black Mirror. But I think it's just in this episode because it shows something which is ostensibly you know ten fifteen years in the past, and then it jumps forward to and it jumps forward in, in two big jumps, doesn't it? From when she's three yeah. to like six to fifteen, but the technology evolves, but everything else stays exactly the same. Oh, I can understand there there were there are places like that. It just seems really bizarre and it kind of seems out of place to me to me at least. Okay. Um, while we're talking um, about the tech, while we're talking about the, yeah. the tech, why do sci-fi set designers all seem to think that transparent monitors are a good idea? And she's using know. a modified MacBook and you can see right from the first scene it's in, you can see through it. And that is a sci-fi staple for for near future things they have see-through phones and see-through monitors and it's like if i were doing this podcast right now i'm sitting here i'm looking at a video of you if i had a transparent monitor your face would be superimposed over like the the, the wall hanging the, the shelves yeah. behind it well no because you'd see right through the screen it's like oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That it wouldn't make any sense would it no and if it was in the wrong position i wouldn't be able to see you at all because it'd be the light from the window would be washing out the image totally. It's just like, they are just a bad idea in 90% of applications. Stop doing it. <laughs> well, you've heard it here, people. Not only yeah. are we banning the word slut, we're banning translucent tech. Phones? Now, phones what? are a different thing. Translucent phones, I could, see, I could see that how that would be useful because you can be using it and you'd still be able to see where you're going. So, yeah, that on phones, yeah, I can see how that would be useful. But for a monitor on a PC or anything like that, no, stop it. Stop it. Um. Oh, a couple of quick notes. Sarah does not look 15. No, she doesn't. <laughs> I can't abide tech speak. Tech speak? <laughs> text speak. When, oh, text. When he breaks oh. up with her because the mum's... Yeah, and she's like, you ignoring me? I'm just like, is there's a Y and an O yeah. in that word. WTF. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't mind WTF. It's just when people were too lazy to write the word you and i just used the letter you that really grinds my gears well when there's when there's um, your and I it's thought, just you are yeah no <laughs> i may not always get the punctuation of the words you're there correct <laughs> yeah. or the spellings even yeah. i might use them constantly in the wrong in the wrong place but at least <laughs> i'm using the whole word um so i've got it's no uh, the overall theme of a lot of black mirror episodes as we 
just discussed is the dark side of technology mm. is the theme for this one an addiction to tech i would say this this episode is more about trust yeah this is the, yeah. my big takeaway from I'll it. I take that. I kind of take the, the the technology angle is is just written. I take that as red, in because it's Black Mirror. I think the 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 theme of this for me is 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 trust, and it's the fragility of trust, even amongst such a close bond as as a single mother and her only daughter. Um, it kind of shows the the, the violating. It's about trust because you have to you have to trust your child. You have to trust that they will make the right decisions um, and that they will learn. They've learned the lessons they need and what have you. But yeah. you also have to trust in yourself as a parent that you've done what you needed to do and that, you know, you've taught them the lessons you need and you've given them the tools they need to handle to make the right decisions. And it also shows that violating that trust can be just catastrophic. I mean, Oh, this is obviously yeah. an, an extreme example because you know just because you violated trust doesn't mean they're going to beat you unconscious with a tablet but um no. it, it it shows that it can be um a disastrous thing because trust is a very fragile thing and it can be irreparably damaged or just permanently destroyed if it's violated In one one one, one simple yeah. action one simple act can destroy that person's trust in you and in some instances that trust will never be restored. That it, it's just ruined forever, and that person oh, no. will never trust yeah, you again. Yeah. So that that, that was uh, my takeaway. Yeah, from you it, find yourself it? living homeless in the town. Yeah, you have to um, go off and become a. They must have different laws. <laughs> yeah, they must have different laws in the US because getting a morning morning after pill here is long, fam. <laughs> it is long, drawn out situation. It's I've America. been there a couple of times. It's America. What? You go there and you say, give me the pill. Okay. Well, it's going to cost you money. So you go, yeah, it's the capitalist dream. You can buy whatever you want for the right amount. <laughs> Here, from my experience, you have to do an interview with a pharmacist. You have to <laughs> fill out paperwork. It's long, fam. It is long. Um, the way Sarah confronts her mom is dramatic in a way Armand would be proud of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when she turns it on and she sees the back of her own head. Yeah, that is some full on. Yeah, she leaves, the, she leaves the tablet there to dr draw yeah. her mum in. She picks it up, she turns it on and she just sees the back of her. Yeah, was, I was like, Armand would be like, proud of that. Yeah. entrance. <laughs> oh, you little child. Of um, you. Right. I got a, I got one note left and it's basically my summing up of the whole episode. Ultimately, it's the mum's fear of losing Sarah that causes her to lose her. Yeah, very much so. She hold, tries to hold her too tight, and that is what yeah. drives her away in the end. Oh, what's that? What's that? What's that? Grand Moff Tarkin quote? No, Vader quote to Grand Moff Tarkin. The tight, you... no, Leia. One of them on the Death Star says something to the other one. Is something like the tighter your grip, the more systems will fall through your. The star systems will slip through your fingers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, stop this! Right, I've often said this. Star Wars taught me so much about life. <laughs> Honestly, there's a quote yeah. for most situations. It taught me about perspective. It taught me so many things as a kid that, like, actually, as an adult, when I faced with these situations, 
it's the Star Wars quote that comes back to me that I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah. I'm just I'm just, I'm yeah, struggling to see right. if I can make it if I can make it three weeks in a row. I'm trying to think of a, an appropriate um, Jurassic Park quote, but I, I, I'm coming up empty, guys. Oh. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> No, um, I, got, I got um, nothing. Um, just do a, just do a T-Rex. Chaos. Uh, <laughs> 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 Dinosaurs. Yeah, <see. laughs> oh, there we go. I like how <laughs> we've. <laughs> I love how in this episode we've gone from just like pure smut and and bullshit at the beginning into sensible conversations about you know some really good TV. And then at the end, we're just finishing with dinosaur noises. <laughs> you get the, you run the full gamut of, of entertainment <laughs> on this podcast. We're neither one thing or another. And like you have to, you have to pay attention because whilst you might not like us talking about fucking puppies or fucking pigs, eventually we'll drop some life knowledge on you. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stick with us, or guys. We'll just do really bad T-Rex impressions. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got one of your eloquent sum, sum up paragraphs for Black Mirror, or um, I haven't. Scores? No, um, no, I don't. I, I don't have anything eloquent for for these episodes, um, except as oh. we said earlier, watch it. The only way to really understand yeah. Mirror is to just watch it, because <laughs> we've done a really shit yeah. job of discussing it this week, and we've probably given everyone the worst possible impression because we focused on the negative aspects of everything, and we really said fucking pig a lot. So, <laughs> yeah. just go and watch it. It's not all about bestiality. If there's one and, thing uh... I'm going to take... <laughs> if there's one thing yeah. I'm going to take away from this, it's that um, we spent an inordinate amount of time talking about pig fucking. We, we certainly yeah. did. <laughs> if you guys score... But Black Mirror in general? Hmm. See, I like Black Mirror and it's very clever, but it's not the sort of thing I can sit down. I, I watch it and I feel very clever when I've watched it, but it's not something I will sit there and go, oh, you know what? Oh, I want to watch Black Mirror. Yeah, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to watch that when I get home tonight. It's something I watched because I was like, this is this is really good. And now I'm watching it because I need to talk about it. But I don't think I'll watch them again. <laughs> So it's probably only a six it's from me. Something that okay, I'm going to go with an eight. Oh, it's something. Black Mirror is something that I love, and when as soon as the new season drops on Netflix, like I'm clearing my schedule, like for <laughs> the next day until I've watched all the episodes. And uh, I, I was kind of like you, kind of like I've seen the episodes. I kind of know where they go. I'm not sure I'll ever watch it again. Yeah. But then rewatching them for this, I'm suddenly like, oh no, I need to go and watch that episode where um this happens. Or I got to go and watch the episode where the girl is like the uh, reality kind of show episode, yeah. or the one where the people have the uh, the limited amount of time in their relationship, and it just kind of oh, yeah. kicks yeah. out. And yeah, there's so. And then I'm just like, oh, I need to watch that episode. Oh, I need to watch that episode. Oh, I need to watch the Star Trek episode. And so, yeah, by by the end of next, by the time we sit down to record again, I probably probably would have, I would have finished Top Boy all. and I would have rewatched them all. <laughs> well, I would have finished my rewatch of Top Boy and I would have watched all, all Black Mirror episodes as well, which just goes to show how little of a life I actually have. <laughs> um, what are we covering next week? Before, before we freeze completely and 
before, fuck everything yeah, before up. What, um, it all goes tits up. I mean, that is a very good question. Let's do Pacific Rim. Oh, God. All right, cool. <laughs> because uh, giant robots. So, yeah, we are doing Pacific Rim uh, next week. So, everyone okay, I will... watch giant robots fighting giant monsters. <laughs> I will try to find a copy of that and uh, see, see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I already have the Blu ray, so this will be one I don't actually have to buy. <laughs> Yeah. okay right cool. find what you love believe in it positive things will happen try not to fuck a pig